King Gates, New Orleans Savior. What up, Tony Bruno? You're now listening to the finest sports radio show. You're now tuned to the Tony Bruno Show. What you don't know about sports, Tony Bruno knows. Fox Sports Radio. Let's talk about today. Plays, news, headlines, and what's an outrage. What up, Wednesdays? We got hockey action, yo. Flyers, Phillies, Sixers, Eagles, Hall of Famers, come and go. Miss Robin, get the corkscrew. Tim, tell Tony that he's my favorite sports NFL, bring the wood. MLB, step to the plate. Just like the NBA, we going hard in the paint. Million dollar voice, you heard him on John Madden. He's bald like the Eagles, you're an honorary captain. Download the podcast, follow on Twitter. One of sports radios, legendary figure. Hello there, kiddies. Welcome. It is a free-for-all red wine Friday in the wine cellar in South Philadelphia, USA. Thank you for joining us. Even all of you sensitive people who can't take a joke on Twitter, who overreact to every little thing that is said or tweeted, you're welcome as well, because this is an inclusive show. It's all inclusive, except you don't have to have the little uh, wristband or the little necklaces with bananas on it, like when you go to an all-inclusive resort. Miss Robbins here. She's been to all-inclusive resorts. You remember when the all, all-inclusive resorts had, like, most of them have, like, wristbands. Right. Now. So you can go up and get a drink, and people know that you're a part of the organization or the club. And if you were good at swimming, you would go into the swimming pool, and you'd always find wristbands that people had, like, accidentally dropped or exactly. fallen off, and so they were in the deep s- end. you sneak in. But anyway, and then when I was going to them back in Jamaica, back in the day, they would give you little uh, necklaces with little bananas on them. Fake oh. bananas, of course. And then you would pull one off, and that you got a drink with that. You'd... You, you, you whip off one banana, two bananas. You rip off the banana hammock, too, afterwards when you've had yeah, too yeah, many he's... drinks, and you got some hot uh, local ladies looking for some late-night action on the beach where it's so hot you have to go inside. You can't even screw around on the beach in, in Jamaica, in Ocho Rios. Wait. Except if you go to the waterfalls, and then you get... That's the only waterfall I've ever gone to, the one in Ocho Rios in uh-huh. Jamaica. Where the water is ice cold, but it feels good. And I never screamed like a little banshee when I went under that waterfall in Ocho Rios, Jamaica, man. We'll play a little reggae today. We'll also pay tribute to Dr. John. Speaking of New Orleans, we had Kay Gates, New Orleans legend, who does our open. Another New Orleans legend has left us. Dr. John, Malcolm John Rebenick. You know Dr. John? Yes. Creole guy. Basically, the whole Creole movement and the sound of New Orleans He's the guy that made it worldwide. Died today at age 77. Went to the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame 2011. Five, uh, six Grammys, 15 nominations. And we'll play some Dr. John today on the show. Not Dr. John Medicine Woman. No, who was it? Wasn't there a Dr. John TV show too? Uh, 
I know there was a Dear John TV. No, but there was a Dr. John, too. And there was, who was a Dr. So-and-so medicine woman? It was a, there was a yeah, chick, yeah, yeah. obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a Dr. Dr. Didn't, no, we're going to do all the doctors yeah. again. But Dr. John has left us, and we'll play some tributes for him today. But we've got all kinds of stuff going on. It's National Donut Day. Dr. Quinn. Dr. Quinn, medicine woman. And that was, what's her face? Very attractive uh, European woman. Well, she's, uh, she's a Brit, I think. Yeah, so that's European. Is I still unless they go once they get out of uh, the EU, they're still Europeans yeah. at this hour. If you're scoring at home and following all that crap that's going on in Britain, but meanwhile, back at the ranch, you know what we have, Robin. We'll play a little donut song for you. You know how National Donut Day started? I do know. Well, everybody's out buying donuts, and people love donuts, and you know you don't need a national. I guess you do need a national. Why not a National Donut Month? That'd be too much right now to ask. Well, I think it is in the U.S. of A. where <laughs> obesity levels are already exactly exorbitant. But let's test your knowledge to start today's show before we get down to the business, yo. National Donut Day, Robin, started when and for who and for what, as we like to say on this show. See if somebody can get it on the, on the stream or somebody can get it by just using logic. And understanding. First of all, I'll give you the year it started. It's been loud for a long, long time. 1938, that's when it started. I did not know that. You know who started it? Who started it? Bob from Valley Forge got it. The Salvation Army started National Donut Day in 1938 with the Donut Lassies, who were women who would take donuts to the troops in World War One, So that's how it started. I did not know I, I that. guess you couldn't call them donut lassies today. That would be sexist, no, would misogynist, be and all this other crap that we overreact to. And what we are listening to right now is a donut song. I like it. It's got a good beat. It's got good yes. auto-tune. Now, who does this classic? It's featuring Hayakim. Who? Hayakim. But not it's, not hot, not it's, uh, not Pascal Siakim. Vyakavish is the um, featuring Hayakim. All right, whatever. Haiku, Hayakim, Haya her, Haya Haya Haya. Get a donut, or as the great Jim Schoenfeld said, after a hockey playoff game back in the day when he was with the coach of the New Jersey Devils, when he went into the tunnel after some ugly officiating and some bad penalty calls. He told the great Don Koharski, go have another donut, you fat piece of crap. Documented, Robin. That's great old school hockey knowledge to start the show today. But this is the this is the official beat bop donut song. I've never heard this song before. I, I'm gonna eat some donuts, he said. That's what it's called? Yep. How can you tell what he's saying? It's so auto-tuned. I mean, it is nice. It's got a good beat. This is the only donut song you can find. <laughs> Well, there are other ones that are really, really hokey. Well, and that's so I what thought we this did. was this was like more, more upbeat, more fresh. Yeah, more like uh, not just glazed, but this is like an avocado glazed donut. Because <laughs> everything's got to be new. I'm just old school. Give me a good glazed donut. Give me a good Boston cream. I don't like the white cream. I like the Boston yellow cream. That's the bo- that's the only thing I like about Boston is the cream. Which now you like jelly donuts? No. Do you no. like cream donuts? I like cream donuts. You like not the white cream. The Boston cream, which is the yellow right. cream. The white cream is more like a whipped... Uh, yeah, it's too sugary. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're all sugary. I mean, you, yeah. <laughs> you can't, can you make a donut without sugar? So I even had, haven't even had a donut today. Didn't I say Don Koharski when uh, Jim Schoenfeld said, go have another donut? You fat piece of crap. 
It's on tape. It's did legendary. Did you know that Burl Ives did a donut song? No. I did not either. Well, you got to find these, I'm Rob, and I, I placed this responsibility on, upon you today. I said, I'll get the other stuff, but find me some donut music. I'm Groot. And Groot is on. Of course, that's the great, great Scrapple Joe in the house. Everybody's on board. Thank you for joining us on Twitch.tv. No, no, no. TV. That actually was um, AJ in San Antonio. Oh, that's right. He does Groot, too? Yeah. Oh, here, here's Burl Ives. It's written on the rainbow in letters made of gold. Written on the rainbow, there's wisdom to behold. My friend, the little sparrow, flew close enough to see. What the hell sparrows have to do with donuts? I know it says it's this Burl Ives the Donut Song. When you walk the street, you'll have no cares. If you walk the line, Is there a song that Burl Ives ever did that wasn't happy? I don't all, think so. You know, all the frosty, the snowman stuff and all oh, the stuff. Oh, there he just mentioned donuts. There it is, okay. Homer Simpson loves donuts. How the hell is this a donut song? I have no My friend, the little sparrow, agrees it must be so. Okay, here we go. The, this next. So folks on earth would know. When you walk the street, you'll have no. There's got to be a better donut song. the lines and not the squares. As you go through life, make this your goal. Watch the donut, not the hole. Oh, but I like donut holes. When you go to Dunkin' Donuts yeah. and you buy the donut holes, which used to be thrown away, they were actually the center of the donut that they punch out. And then they made those donut right. holes, as you know, Rob. That's good donut knowledge here. I, well, I am a Dunkin' uh, VIP member. So I did not know this song. You'll have no cares if you walk the lines and not the squares. As you go through life, make this your goal. Watch the donut, not the hole. All right, I always watch the hole myself. I, you know, I always, when I pass the donuts, I go straight to the hole. You take it to the hole. You take it to the rack. You take it to whatever you want to. All right, get it out. Get Burl out of here. I love Burl Ives. I know, but that, that that's, is that's an sweet. old school donut song. Watch the donut, not the hole. Wow. <laughs> I think I'm going to use that later on tonight. I was using it last night at Cantina Laredo for our great, great event last night. I want to thank everybody for coming out. Our buddy Ed Nasta. Luigi was there making a pest of himself. I don't want to rip the guy because then he's going to tweet in and think that we're making fun of him. We're not. Although he is a sensitive millennial as well. Yes. And for all the people who are mad at me because I made a millennial joke yesterday, I made fun of my generation too. I make fun of all generations. That's what we do. Our parents used to mock us because we didn't know anything. Then our kids mocked us. It's a rite old... of passage. Exactly. It's been going on since the first child was born. Born. Born? Or born. Um, AJ Marco says, that's the only hole I'll put in my mouth. Oh, <laughs> now, come on now. Let's try to keep this family and clean. But anyway, we'll talk more about the Cantina Laredo dinner last night with Rocco Patron. Rocca Patron. And um, the Excellent. fabulous uh, John. John Shelton and his lovely wife Jamie came out. Yep. Had a great time. Oh, had a lot food. of fun. The food was exceptional oh, last it night. It was incredible. It's always great. But that, that's just one of my favorite events. The next one is coming up in August, August yes. 14th. August 14th. I'm telling you, if you haven't been to one of these things, you got to do it. People are asking all over the country. They should do it in other, and they do it in some other places. Correct. But it's become a tradition unlike any other here in Philly. At, up at the King of Prussia. They've mastered it. It's been going on three years. And it's sold years. out every single time. Three years it's been going on. And we try to make every single one of them. And AJ in San Antonio says, we're laughing at Luigi, not with him. See, now you're going to get him triggered. Then he's going to come in here and yell and scream. But he was a little, uh, he was feeling himself last night. Yes. And I don't mean literally. I mean mentally. <laughs> you know, because he, he purports himself to be a, now a tequila expert. 
So he's telling the lovely yeah. lady, Jen, representing Patron. Mm-hmm. She's, you know, he's saying, oh, I don't, I don't like this one. I, I don't. Dude. Dude. You don't have to say you don't like it. Just say, it's good, but not my favorite. Yeah. Not, you don't. It's you don't, semantic. It is. There's, there's protocols. You have to semantics. criticize everything. Even I don't criticize everything. I make observations. You can make an observation. But don't say the stuff is not good. I mean, what's wrong with it? I hate to do it to him. I'll have to give him one of the first bump, bump, the bump of the day. Oh, it's not me. <laughs> and John, John Shelton checks in and says, I'm paying for it today. Well, nobody really got it. I mean, I wasn't tipsy. I wasn't buzzed. I drove, no problem at all. Yeah. You know, I wasn't drinking. I mean, I had sips. I didn't have to down every glass of tequila. I a little bit more than you, but um, I, I made sure not to do too much. So I was a little tipsy. I got a little happy. Happy, happy, happy. Yep, yep, yep. And we have our, if you can see it, I, 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 I absconded with the beautiful Actually, little bring candle. it forward because your noggin's in front of it. Oh, okay. I brought my little Patron, and I thought it was a real white, so Robin's got this on the, <laughs> on the table, and she's reaching over it with her blouse. It's like dangling toward it. I said, Robin, you're going to catch your, your, your blouse on, on fire. And I looked at him. I'm like, oh, my gosh, he's serious. And, I, and then I put my hand over the top of it, and he's looking at me like, <gasps> Fire walk and I'm with like, me, Robin. Tony, it's fake. No, it's a good fake, though. I know my fakes. This is a good fake right here. <laughs> <laughs> so we got our Patron. Our silver. We had the uh, Grand Patron. We even got this taste, the Grand Patron, which is like a hundred and something dollars a shot. Right. The the bottle retails for over four hundred dollars. Exactual retail price. Yes. Yes. And indeed. it was amazing. It was a religious experience. All right, I gotta play this one song because it's re- requested already. I played this before, and yes, I'll get to hockey. Don't worry about it. Jay Quan Tipsy. Yeah. You know why don't that. would you like me to do it for you? So that you can, why don't you let me, Tony? Since you're okay, li- you get that ready, Robin, because I had it in the system, but I didn't have it queued up for today because I didn't think we'd be playing it. But we got to play this though while you're getting ready for everybody, everybody in a club getting tips. I'm going to start off by just saying to all my friends out there in Boston, New England, all over the National Hockey League, that it's not my style to criticize fan bases. Living in Philadelphia, of course, Mm -hmm. even when I didn't live in Philadelphia, when I was in L.A., let's be honest, Philadelphia is the butt end of all jokes when it comes to sports fans in this town. And many of them deserve it. But it's also become one of those, no matter what happens... Somebody's got to rip the fan bases of Philadelphia as animals. And as I've been pointing out astutely, year after year, when somebody does something stupid in this city, at a sporting event or anywhere else in this city, I'm the first to rip those douchebags. But I'm not going to let any other city off the hook because it's easy to bash Philadelphia. So let's return last night to the TD Garden. You saw what happened. The Blues came out. They played great. Nothing, nothing after one. You're saying, wow. Blues score the first goal, and everybody's like, wow, and it's one nothing. The Bruins were swarming. They were doing everything. The youngster at Biddington played great. The Bruins' power play wasn't lethal. And then what happens? It's 2-0 in the third period. Scrambling going on, and give the Bruins credit. They score a goal. They pull the goalie, and you're thinking, oh, they're going to tie this thing up, and we're going to go overtime, and maybe they'll win. But it didn't happen. But while all this was going on on the ice, 
No, there were no St. Louis Blues fans in the building throwing down with Boston Bruins fans who were visibly shaken at their team losing. And I'll give you two examples of how, what kind of sore losers the Boston Bruins fans are. And by the way, they have the least amount of anger to display based on the success of the Boston sports teams. It's not like Boston hasn't won a Stanley Cup since uh, never, like the St. Louis Blues. It's not like Boston hasn't won in baseball, in football, and in hockey, and in basketball. Boston has been very blessed to have really, really, really good teams. And they're in a run right now where everybody's playing well, except the Celtics, who shit to bed. But they're still a playoff team. They make adjustments. So last night, you're thinking, yeah, the Boston Bruins are going to be a little irritated because now they're down. And the Stanley Cup will be on display will be trotted out for the first time by the dudes with the white gloves, it will be in St. Louis, Robin. Do you know that? Because when there's a clinching game possibility, which the next game is, the Stanley Cup will be unsheathed and brought out and put on display. And this will play in the background. Exactly. And they're playing that last night all over the place. I know they won the Super Bowl. I know they won, you know, they won the Stanley Cup a couple of years ago. They won the World Series. So I don't want to hear any crying from Boston fans. It's not like you've sucked forever, like a lot of towns, like the Flyers have. So anyway, before we move on to heap massive amounts of praise on the St. Louis Blues organization, the players, the front office, the coaching staff, and everybody else, let's go to Boston last night. You're thinking, okay, they're, they're not happy. I get it. You're losing. But remember, it's it's not like not they're not getting blown out seven to two like the Blues did in that one right. game. If you're getting out blown, if you're getting blown out seven to two. The fans are going to get cranky. But they weren't getting blown out. It was a two-one hockey game. <clears throat> Is that good enough to calm down the populace up there, at TD Garden? No. What do we have? Let's go to the tape and see the fine citizenry. I believe this guy was Stone Cold Steve Austin in a previous life. And if you haven't seen this, everybody on the earth has seen this video now. It's had like 10 million hits. But here it is. Your Boston Bruin fans, ladies and gentlemen, not beating up Blues fans, beating each other's asses while their team was getting beaten on the ice. Let's go to the table. Every single time I start a video. Watch these suckers go now. Dude wasted a beer, too. But the best part is the ball guy doesn't flinch when he gets the beer thrown in his face. I know. It's like he expected it. And then they're rolling over into the seats and hands and legs and leg crushes and no stone-cold stunners were administered. Now now the neighboring guys are getting involved. Oh, yeah. This is white trash exemplified, ladies and gentlemen. White on white hockey crime. The only thing missing was Mike Milbury with a shoe going up there. Mike Milbury should have gone up there and started hitting people with a shoe. Oh, now the woman's screaming. This is white trash on white trash crime. This is crime. now a replay, so it wasn't... That it was, thing goes all, all, all on and on and on. It's 45 seconds long, but... Um, it's I, not the length of that video that matters. <laughs> <laughs> it's the stupidity. <laughs> it is. How about the guy... The one dude, there's the one guy wearing like a camel Boston Bruins jersey. He's the big guy with the bald head yeah. who looks a little like Stone Cold Steve Austin. So he's like yelling at the guy. If you haven't seen this video, we just played it, but you'll see it everywhere. And he's yelling at the other dude 
who just has a T-shirt on, I think. Mm -hmm. And then they're like pointing at each other. And then all of a sudden, the dude with the T-shirt throws the beer in the guy's face. And it absolutely nails him. And the guy doesn't doesn't flinch. flinch. It's almost like watching, you know, one of those monster movies where the monster gets shot, but he doesn't do anything. And he just keeps walking toward the guy. Doesn't flinch. But he immediately goes after that sucker. And down they went. And I think he, like, dives on him because that's oh, how yeah. they got it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That was like a good slobber knocker, as JR would say back in the day. And the one thing you should learn, Trevor in the 203 says, you don't fuck with a Bruins fan wearing a camel jersey. Let me tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Especially a big dude who looks like Stone Cold Steve Austin or any of those other ball WWE superstars yeah. from back in the day. You know... Goldberg, Stone Cold, they all pretty much and look the same. That's a $25 beer that he just No, I don't throw. think they're paying $25 up there for those beers. It was a big one. You know, they don't get... If you're, in a, if you're yelling at another guy, and you're both Bruins fans in your own building, are you going to throw a beer in a guy's face? It's That's ridiculous. a waste of a good beer. It's a waste of an even bad beer. The one thing we know about the beers, they're all overpriced. You are getting gouged. And then you get your ass kicked after you throw a beer in a guy. So you took, the, you took a triple loss. The Bruins lost. You lost your damn overpriced beer. And then you lost your ass in the fight because that dude took that sucker down. And then the guy wraps his leg around him. Did you see that? Yeah. And now that was sent to you by Benjamin Hockman, yes, who, who is great. a was sports a gr- colonist in St. Louis. Yeah. And he has a, I, I recommend following him. I was not following him. I didn't realize that he was, a, he was so good on Twitter. So he, he, he collects... All kinds of great stuff. And he's a St. Louis Blues reporter. And he posted that video that yeah, somebody this was, shot. This was a video that was sent to him Correct. by the fan, one of the fans that was right there. Yeah, so he wasn't he was up the first, there in the upper level. Right, he was one of the first ones to get and it. And so people always have cameras. And thank God, because we catch all this kind of stupidity everywhere on earth. And these are guys fighting. But that wasn't the worst part of the game, Robin. Well, that was actually the worst part. But the best part is the game ends... The Blues hang on and get the 2-1 victory to move. And there was one fan, as the St. Louis Blues players were making their way off the ice into the tunnel, into the victorious locker room up at TD Bank Center up there in Boston, Massachusetts. One fan wanted to remind the St. Louis Blues of how many more wins they would require to hoist Lord Stanley's Cup for the first time in the history of the St. Louis Blues organization. And there are the fans going, are the players going off? And that young Boston fan has the... We're just going to see it on a continuous Yeah, let's loop. just watch this kid. Stoically standing there. Not banging on the glass. He just has the number one, that middle finger raised to the air to remind the St. Louis Blues, just get one more, baby. Just take it back home to St. Louis. And end this some bitch. One more win. Uno mas, por favor. That's how many more wins until you go sulking and beating each other up in drunken weekend brawls all over the North End. That's sore losers right there. When you're when you're winning so much, and you still resort to that kind of stupidity, that's bush league. That's bullshit. And I hold Dean and every other member of the Boston community responsible for that. I'm blaming all of you because you people will blame everybody in Philadelphia for one moron. So I'm going to do the same thing. How does it feel? How does it feel, Dean? How does it feel, Bruins fans? 
How does it feel, Patriots fans? How does it feel, Celtics fans? How does it feel, Bruins fans, to see your stupid fans favored to win the Stanley Cup, beating each other's asses in the upper deck of a hockey game? And then the one punk kid standing there with the bird at the opposing teams. Is that classless or what, Robin? Uh, yeah. If that happened here in Philadelphia, oh my gosh, it, it would, would be, be the lead the story on sport. They would stop talking about LeBron for at least 20 minutes to do a segment on, look at those animals in Philadelphia. And when there's animals in Philadelphia, as I said, I ripped them. And I ripped them nationally, locally, forever. That conduct last night was an embarrassment. This is what we do. <laughs> so crank this bitch up, Robin, so to speak. Not, not Gloria. She's not a bitch. And not Laura Branigan. She's no longer with us. But this was cranking everywhere. And I'm, I'm openly rooting for the St. Louis Blues. Not because I hate Boston, but because they've won enough. And when you win enough and you still don't appreciate it and you're still a sore loser, then you must be mocked on a national level. Am I wrong here? And we are here to bring the mocking. Yes. With Gloria. Crank it up Because now. it is glorious. And then you had Cam Neely up there in, in the box, throwing a beer. So he threw something across the room yeah. when there wasn't a penalty call. They're really triggered in Boston. Yeah, they They are. really got short fuses up there. I think it, they're, well, Philadelphia is similar. <laughs> Philly, Boston. Yeah, but you don't see people wasting an overpriced beer in Philadelphia like that. Well, I have, and if you have, send me the tape. I'll run it. <laughs> So, D, oh, please, giving the finger isn't jack shit, Bruno. Are you kidding me? They blur, they blur that out on TV. They blurred out the Cubs fan who did the circle thing. They blurred it out like the guy had just committed a, a heinous mass murder. Nobody runs the flip bird. I guarantee you, up in Boston today, because we, that, that was captured on the internet, yes. the picture. Yes. I guarantee you, everywhere that's being run on every television station, uh -huh. every newspaper, they're blurring out oh, yeah. the finger. Absolutely. The, the, the lip, this, this, this right here is, 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 is something you're not allowed to show on television, except right here on Twitch TV. <laughs> and this is for all you Boston Bruin fans. Just remember that number one right there. That's how many more games. For the now, St. Louis Blues. I agree with Dallas Jim too right. that um, if I had been one of the Bruins players, I would have I would have slammed into the glass just to scare the shit out of the guy. But I'm surprised that none of them did because that would have been funny actually. They could have pulled a Mike Milbury and then started banging on the glass with their sticks and then climbing over, over? and getting that guy and taking off his shoe and then beating the crap out of him like the no, big no, no, bad no. Bruins All used you need to do. To do is just slam right up against the glass and scare him. And have him jump up in the air, and then just keep going. That would have been that would have been good. Listen, I, I, most of this is joking, of course. You know the kid, the kid can flip. The fact that the kid was so stoically flipping. No, he's just standing. He wasn't like, like screaming statue. at him nope. and banging on the glass. He just stood there, like a guard, with the bird flying high, as Gloria. They should have played Gloria. You want to talk about the entire yeah, building going nuts? <laughs> that would have been insane. <laughs> now, speaking of uh, the blues, and we know about 
Lydia, the young lady. Is that her name? Her name's Lydia, right? The young lady who overcame the... Oh, no, 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 no. It's not Lydia. It's, um... Oh, no, they, they, so right here in Philly at Jack's NYB, New Year's Brigade, mm-hmm. those guys who celebrate, they have every Bruins game, uh, every uh, Blues game on. They're the ones who started the whole Gloria thing. And every night that the Blues play, especially now, a one win away, you know how crazy it's going to be there for game six back in St. Louis? It's going to be off the charts. And so here in Philly, obviously, you know, we're not St. Louis Blues fans. We just root for the team's when the Flyers aren't playing and making the playoffs, which has been commonplace lately, you know, we pick a favorite. Some people don't even watch hockey once their teams are eliminated. Some people don't watch the NBA once their teams are eliminated. So, you know, it's become a, your team's in, your city's going to rally around them. But for the most part, I mean, even NBA players, once they're eliminated from the playoffs, don't watch the playoffs for the most part. Many of them have admitted it. And that's fine. You don't have to watch anything. But here in Philly, at least, you got to give it up to my boys over there at Jack's NYB, my boys and girls. They're having a lot of fun, and it's a great ride. And, and it's not like they're turning on the Flyers like I did after their stupid Kate Smith's stupidity. I'm not turning on the Flyers because I don't support the team and like the team. I'm rooting for the St. Louis Blues because they're a great story. And this goes back. You can check it. When the Boston... When the Boston uh, Red Sox had gone through that whole curse of the Bambino, when they finally won a World Series, I actually rooted for their fan base. When I was working at ESPN in the 90s, when the New York Rangers finally won the Stanley Cup after people were chanting 1950 for... Layla. Layla, I'm sorry. Layla. And and, and what a great story she is. So anyway, I always feel good. The Cubs fans. When I say long-suffering fan bases, I root for them to finally win a championship. Because... That's the kind of guy I am. Why would I root against him? I'm not a Cub fan. I wasn't a Red Sox fan. You know, when the Houston Astros won, you know, the Phillies beat them in the championship in 1980, one of the best NLCSs ever played. So I look, I, I, I look at long-suffering fan bases, and I feel good when they win because it makes the cities feel good. But here we are in Philly, and people are feeling good about the St. Louis Blues, A, not because we're Blues fans, but because it's a great story. It is. This is a team that's never won, had never won a playoff game, a Stanley Cup finals game in their first three years. You know the story. And Layla is the young lady who's going through a horrible, horrible stretch. Incredibly rare, rare disease. In the hospital. She was, she was kept in there forever. And finally, as the Blues started getting better, they recognized her. Some of the players uh, went and visited her, mm-hmm. and then they finally brought her to a game in the prior series, and she got to sit up in the box. And our buddies over there at Jack's NYB actually started making uh, wristbands. Did you see that last night? I did not. They were selling these bands, and you know, a lot of tribute bands with names on it. Not tribute bands who play like other people's songs, but the wristbands. You know, whether it's cancer for any cure. They're rubber. I have one for Steve Dumick that they right, were right. giving out that I was wearing yesterday. I put it down here somewhere. So they were selling those, and all the proceeds... We're going to Layla's hospital bill in St. Louis because she was That's in the hospital awesome. for four months. So this is where sports can do good. You know, you rally around something. There's a young lady who's a big blues fan. The joy that she's getting and finally being out of the hospital and being able to be there and watch her team get this close to a Stanley Cup. Now, they're not guaranteed to win, but the fact that they're this close and they know they're one win away, it's a great story in sports. It's a great, great story. And that's what I like. I like competitive games. That was another great competitive close game last night. 
And so that's why we had a little fun with the Bruins fans. I didn't put the, I didn't get a camera and go up there and tell those guys to start throwing beer and beating each other up. I didn't tell that kid to stick up the middle finger. And Dean's proud of that. You show me one newspaper or one, I bet you ESPN, even if they're showing that middle finger, it ha- it's are blurring it out. Yeah, absolutely. It is like, it's like, it's like saying the F word on TV. You can't do it. You cannot flip a bird now without it being deemed right. offensive and, and, and almost to the point of it can't be seen or else something happens in the world. I don't even think that they say flip the bird on TV. They didn't say anything. It just right. happened because, they, first of all, the camera crew, you know, the guys on the cameras, right. the director, has got, you know, they have the blues skating off right. and walking off the ice. They're not paying It was a perfect right. situation, perfect storm where that kid was just sitting there <laughs> stoically raising the middle finger. I thought it was funny, actually. I'm not ripping the kid. I mean, that's disrespectful, but so what? It's part of sports. But at least he handled it with the dignity and the solace. Calm. He was calm. He wasn't a screaming, raving lunatic. So I got to give the kid a little love there. And Luigi just checks in and says, can we get it back to the Eagles now, please? Sincerely, Coach Camille. We will get it back to the Eagles because the big story here. It is. Carson Wentz. And I know a lot of people aren't happy. They're going to be complaining. I'm sure the local stations. I'm sure guys like Luigi and the local stations have already started their list of what injury will Carson get next? How do they pay this guy when he didn't even win the Super Bowl? What are they thinking, giving this guy another four-year extension? He can't stay healthy. He's not good. He didn't do anything. So that'll be the topic now all summer long into training camp and into the season opener. Carson Wentz. Four-year extension through 2024, $128,107,900 of that guaranteed, a $66 million signing bonus. That's the deal. You get that check, $66 million. And then, of course, you take after all the damn taxes out and the government pisses away on shit that nobody cares about. Wastes it. Yet he doesn't even... What do you think he takes home from a $66 million paycheck? He's in the top tax, tax bracket, which is what now? I need a... Uh, I'm looking for a certified CPA. Uh, I know one CPA. thing that uh, he, that means that he has fu money. Well, he's had fu money for a while, right? Yes, but he has this even is, more fu money. Is, this is FFFU money. But you know what? This is what top quarterbacks get paid. This is very similar mm-hmm. to the Russell Wilson contract. And now out in California with the Rams, their quarterback's got a contract coming up soon too. And so this is now, this is the ballpark figure for top-notch quarterbacks. And you can say whatever you want about Carson Wentz. You cannot say he's not a top-notch NFL quarterback. This isn't me being a homer. The fact of the matter is the Eagles, if Carson Wentz doesn't play up into that part and gets hurt and the Rams win, Nick Foles can't come in and help them go to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. People seem to forget the year Carson Wentz was having before he got hurt in that Rams game late in the season. So that's the kind of stuff that bugs me because that's the negative nature of sport. They're always looking for the next thing to go wrong. Or if a guy has an injury, he automatically is a, oh, he's a, he's a, he can't stay healthy. That's the kind of stuff. Yet when Carson Wentz goes out there and wins the Super Bowl, every one of these slap dicks will be the first ones jumping up and down like they won the Super Bowl. So if you're going to rip the guy now, don't, don't be around later if he succeeds. Because they're just waiting for this guy to get hurt. He went bowling yesterday. People on Twitter were saying, uh-oh, I'm worried he's going to hurt himself. So they got to put him in bubble wrap. That's the kind of stupidity. So for all you Eagles fans, 
complaining about the Carson Wentz contract, I got one thing to say to you. <laughs> here, right here. In fact, I'm going to give you the double barrel. Oh, but you're when not, you're you're not your staying calm bar- and collected. No, like, yes, I am. I'm just no. moving it around so it doesn't look like a... Oh, so it's like a meme. I'm giving you these. Not just one like the young man in Boston. I'm giving you the double bafanculos. The double up yours. Up your up your and nose you, with a rubber hose. And How about that? In the background, we should be playing the song. Which one? What's the Vafangulo oh, song? Oh yeah, we'll play a little taste of that. Hello. I just wanted to play the drop, but I don't have that. Luigi's got that single drop. I'll bust out the song to get these things started. Because then we gotta get to the other business, Robin. And then we gotta start taking well, phone calls too. Because we're talking about FU money. Yes. We should just Not quickly... First Union. That bank's been long gone. No. But we should talk the, the the FU. This is the kind of thing that when you have FU money, yep. you can do what this man did in, uh, where did he do it? I, don't, I forget what, what city it was in. I don't know either, Robin. I want to hear this first, though. Se mi guardo nello specchio con il tempo che è passato sono solo un po' più ricco We'll play this for all the Boston Bruins fans. He's down under. He is in Australia. What did this guy do? It's one of those things that when you when you have somebody obnoxious, mm-hmm. you're like, I would love to be able to have FU money like this. Everybody wants FU money. So, I used to have it. Then I was told to go F you and I lost it. Frederico Hill, down in Australia, was standing in line at an, the equivalent of a Kentucky Fried Chicken. But um, so I don't know what the, the the place is called down there. But um, I will read to you the post that he has, and he has like a, a box of chicken that he posted it on the, his Facebook page. It's not the five dollar, uh, the cheap five dollar. No, no, no. Because it's not Kentucky Fried Chicken. It's okay. whatever it is up there. So um, he posts this. Wait, he's down there, Robin. I don't want people to correct you because you said he's in Australia. Yeah. You said whatever they have up there. Remember, that's down under. Robin. Yes. I want to okay, be technically they ha- Whatever correct. they have down there. He says, I, I just bought this chicken out of spite because a mother behind me muttering to her whining children that he can only eat one piece, no more than that, or you'll end up fat like uncle, meaning me, up front. I asked the clerk if all the chicken on display is all they had left, and they said yes, and the other batch is still cooking. I said to the clerk to buy all of it, paid and walked away slowly. When the mother came up to the register, the clerk explained that they're out of chicken and she needs to wait for another 30 minutes. Her kid keeps whining. She was angry and upset. She then looked at me frowning and I just flipped her the bird and turned to walk home. Now I'm uh, about 240, I guess it says kroner, poorer, and have 15 pieces of chicken because of spite. But seeing the look on her face and her kid was priceless. So we'll play this for that lady down there in Australia calling a guy a fat pig because he was heavy and he was ordering some chicken and he was just happy to have the $15 box, whatever the kroner is. I don't break down foreign currency. So we'll play this for her and for all you Boston Bruins fans. Dance party on a Friday, baby. <laughs> Everybody now. 
Let's all stand up as unison, as one. I remember when this was number one on Casey's Top 40. Up there. Everybody now. <laughs> this is my favorite song of all time, I believe. We need to get him on the show. Marcos Mancini. Everybody now. You know that's a bad word, Robert, right? It just sounds better than it does in English. <laughs> Send this one out for Luigi, who says he doesn't have F you money. He just tells people to F you. I don't have any. Let's give that, that man a roaring round of applause. Is that a ball available in the Apple Store, Music Store, and Amazon Music? I would hope so. It should be. It should be. Everybody should have a copy of that on it. If you still have a CD player in your car, it you slip that auto. in. Yeah, instead of like getting road rage when you're driving, like if you're driving like Dean and Luigi, where everything pisses you off, and you got to weave it in Set and out. Set it as your ringtone. Exactly. Just put that in your car, slide that in, and you'll be happier. That's your thought for the day. Marco Mancini. No, he did not play for the Baltimore Orioles. Nobody plays for the Baltimore Orioles. I mean, come on, man. <sighs> David Conrad, uh, LV, Las Vegas. Says, I tell my wife it's, I love you in Italian. <laughs> <laughs> That's the good thing about people not, uh, not speaking Italian. You can say, oh, yeah, this means such whatever, whatever. Isn't that a romantic? Listen now. Listen to the Italian language. Doesn't the it, sound, French. it sounds so passionate. It's the language of love. It's got to be like St. Elmo's yeah, Fire. Yep, yep. It sounds like a St. Elmo's Fire kind of happy song. It just makes everybody smile when you hear it. Except my family listening in Sicily on Twitch TV saying, I hate that song. You know what that means? I said, of course. That's why I play it. You think I play it because, well, it's got a great beat. You can dance to it. But that's passion in that song. Oh, yeah. That's a passionate song. Very right passionate. There. That's why we play it. The just, Italians are passionate. It's just a different kind of passion. <laughs> Middle fingers in the air now, everyone. Yeah, instead of raising your, your cigarette lighters or your, ta- or your phones now with the light, the flashlight on, uh-huh. you know, that's what people do at concerts. They used to get cigarette lighters, but then they were burning too many joints down, so now they just get their phones up in the air. Right. Like they just don't care. And then they get pissed off when they run their batteries down and can't make a text message during a game. Or they can't hit on Beyonce while they're at the Warriors game. We will have a Warriors update as we get ready for game four of the NBA Finals tonight. Although, you know, if you, if you are with a woman and you say the, that this is I love you and then she finds out that it's not... But you're not going to play it in a romantic uh, moment. You're going to play it like if you get a little angry and instead of arguing and yelling back and forth mm-hmm. and getting into a situation that could get ugly, right? you just say, darling, let's just relax for a second. Well, that's not what play- happened to Brad Cooper. 
No, Bradley Cooper must have something, must have happened. Yeah, we have a Bradley Cooper update today. It's good news for chicks. It's bad news for yes. whatever, Arena, whatever her name is. First I, of all, Irina. Irina Shayak. 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 It's S-C-A-Y-K. I think it's Shayak. Whatever it is. She's gorgeous. She's beautiful. It's, she's a gonzo is what yes. she is. She's, uh, she's out of here. Four years. How many, Tony? How many years were they together? They were, yeah, four years. And you know what? Everybody's speculating now, Robin, and I'm not one of these uh, you know, kiss and tell types. This isn't entertainment tonight. This isn't Access Hollywood. This is, you know, he's a Philly guy. Right. Bradley Cooper's a Philly guy, an American heartthrob. So now everybody's doing the guess who he's going to probably hook up with you almost know, immediately. And, and for anybody that watched uh, the Oscars, <laughs> you might agree because they have had some uh, seriously passionate... Because of the movie, right. But everybody yeah, saw know, the movie. Sometimes when you're... You know, you're an actor and people think... Everybody that... Like people who make out in movies, does that mean they're like sleeping together? Only in porn. And they don't even make out in porn. They just get right to it. But you know, you like sometimes like when you're when you're in that situation and you're bringing up all these emotions, even if you're acting, you're still kind of feeling it. Yeah. And there's a lot of actors. And so people who saw that movie, which I haven't seen yet, I haven't even seen Burnt yet. They're saying, "Oh, Gaga and Bradley Cooper, man, they they really dig each other. You yeah. can see it. There was love in their eyes." Oh, yeah. So right now, I'm playing you. This is the performance from the Oscars. When this is the did they make out? I didn't watch the Oscars. No, but they're they're when they were singing to each other, people were saying that it was very passionate, and you could see the love in their eyes. You think they were screwing around during this movie, and Irina knew that something was going on, and, and then it got ugly over the last couple of months since the Oscars. I I could see somebody that was you know maybe somebody that has jealousy issues anyway, spending now, that much time with your coworker. What's amazing on our stream chat. Is that a lot of a lot of the people here are not digging on Lady Gaga making fun of her look. She's an Italian broad. She's an amazing talent. Yeah. Now people, I wouldn't tap her with your wang, says Stevie V. Wang. It's just amazing. I know. That people don't think. I actually think she's. I mean, she's attractive. She's not. Oh my God, drop dead gorgeous. No. She's a brilliant marketer and an amazing talent. She started out singing in piano bars. Mm -hmm. And See, who wouldn't so happen? Jackie girl says they have a connection. Oh, Jackie. Jackie. <laughs> it's Jackie. Jackie said we called her yesterday. Her husband, Johnny, was his birthday. Happy birthday, John. And uh, she said she was going to listen in today yes. out there in Palmdale, yes, California. She got, she got her Twitch uh, figured out, so she's now in the chat room. But she says... And she's feeling better. I mean, just a week ago, we were really, really worried. She broke yes. many ribs, all kinds of head injuries. Yeah. And now she's listening to the show again, which cures. It's just proof that this, this show has healing powers. I didn't even have to put my hands on her in the Church of Tony. I don't even like this song. You know. Oh, God. This is awful. I love this song. I, uh, I didn't watch any of these 15 previous A Star is Born reboots. Anyway. How do we go from F you to Gaga? <laughs> this is the love in their eyes, the passion. Of course, Lady Gaga says, We're, we wanted you to see that. We, that. It's called acting. So that's what her comment was. Lady Gaga this. was great in American Horror Story. Did you see that, uh, that that year, that season? Yeah. 
She was scary. Yeah, she was. Very scary. Any guy who says they wouldn't tap Lady Gaga is insane. First of all, you would never have a chance to tap Lady Gaga. Not like me, because I would have a chance. Because I'm Italian, she's Italian. And you know where she lives. <laughs> and I know where she lives, exactly. <laughs> and no, I'm, I'm not stalking her, by the way. No. Although if I wanted to, I could. AJ in San Antonio says, The Church of Tony say four Our Fathers and drink two Bloody Marys. Thank you. we get back to me tomorrow. It is Red Wine Friday. I don't do Bloody Marys. I never like tomato juice. And I never got Bloody Marys. First no. of all, they taste awful. The tomato juice is just... Bleh. And I love tomatoes. I love tomato sauce. I love stewed tomatoes. I like fried green tomatoes. But I ain't drinking no tomato juice. Now, Tony, this is more your style, I believe. Yeah, give me something good. Give me an up-tempo number. Across Don't be the world. Yes. Still in one interview oh, with us, Hold on a he said he tried not to let success go to I his head. I thought this was his music. I don't Gosh, think about any of that. You know what? This is John. It's stuff I think Dr. about. Dr. John, who uh, passed like, away. So. Dr. John was born in uh, New Orleans. I don't want it. Yeah, play that. Another groom. There he is. It was 1989 collaboration with Ricky Lee Jones for Making Whoopi, mm -hmm. which won him a Grammy, the first in a long line of Grammy Awards. His voice became one of the most recognizable in the world, featured on everything from cartoons and kid shows to Popeye's chicken commercials. I love that chicken from Popeye. As he reached the top of the music world, he always gave credit to his New Orleans roots and the giants who came before him. And I'd like to thank Professor Longhair. I'd like to thank Huey Pianist, Mid James Book, and all the great piano players in New Orleans, all the great musicians in New Orleans, and God bless y'all. Thank you. Eric Paulson, Eyewitness News. And that's a tribute to Dr. John, who passed away at the age of 77 in New Orleans. Malcolm John Rebendick. Rebendick. That's his real name, but you knew him as Dr. John. And this was really his biggest hit. Of all the great songs he did, this was the one, the only song that made the top ten charts as Casey counts them down on a free-for-all Freaky Friday. Remember this one, Robin? Yes. It's, it's pretty much the story of my life. I was in the right place, but it must have been the wrong, wrong time, time, yo. Dr. John, let's go back to 73. You can talk it up, though, damn it. I've been in the right place, but, but it must have been, been the wrong time. time. I, I was, was in the right thing, but it must have used the wrong line. I've been on the right trip. I gotta bust out the sax now. I've been in a right place, but it must have been a wrong time. My head is in a bad place, but I'm such a good time. I've been running, trying to catch tongue up in my mind. Just got to give myself a good talking to this time. Security. I've been in the right place, but it must have been the right time. I've been in the right place, but it must have been the wrong song. I've been in the right place, but it seems like the wrong song. I've been in the right way, but it seems like the wrong, 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 wrong.
Tony, people are mentioning one of his other great tunes was such a oh, night. Oh, he had a ton of great tunes. No. I had 15 Grammy Awards. I just play the hits here, Robin. I'm going to play every Dr. John song yeah, today. Let's segue into Such a Night. Well, it's way sure that go. No. Get on out of here. But I've been in the right place. But it must have been the wrong time. And I done said the right thing. But it must have used the wrong line. I said the right road. We're talking about. Fade it down, Tony. I'm fading up. You want to talk about funky white dudes. That dude, Dr. John is white. But he had Creole soul, man. That is correct. This is Dr. John, such a night live. And thankfulness to the band and all the fellas. Two, three, four, one. Such a night. Such a night. His voice reminds me, I mean, obviously he has a better singing voice, but of, um, what was that DJ in an had that really gravelly, gravelly voice. No. Wolfman Jack? Yeah, Wolfman Jack. Are you Jack. serious? Well, obviously, Wolfman Jack didn't sing, but it Wolfman has Jack that gravelly DJ. voice. He wasn't even Cajun. This dude's got Cajun. But he has it's that same dripping. The Cajun Creole was dripping from his voice. It's, it's isn't it interesting? Because a week ago, we were paying tribute to another guy who obviously not the same genre, although this is multiple genres. Right. It's Creole, it's blues, jazz, blues. it's jazz, all the different influences. But remember last week, we were playing his great hits too last week when he died. Remember who I was talking about? Uh, the guy was on Saturday Night Live. I'm trying to yeah, pull yeah, his name yeah, up yeah, now. Yeah, uh, and he left us last week and we played tribute to him. But Dr. John... Julie Girl in 673. Damn it, Robin. <laughs> I didn't say damn it, Robin, yet. Uh, you don't have to anymore. You've trained our listeners so well. We even have a follower called Damn It Robin 50. I know. Sweet confusion under the moonlight. Such a night. Such a night. Leon Redbone. That's it. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Briny Baird and Barco 24. Because Leon Redbone passed away last week. Right. And we played all of his iconic stuff, the voices of the cartoons that he did and the, the big hits that he had. Leon Redbone and Dr. John apparently did a duet. Yes. No, I mean, Frosty the, Frosty the Snowman. Two legends leaving us within a week. All right, that's enough now. Just fade out of this. Hold on a second, I'm going to fade out of that. Yes, we'll have the Preakness picks later on in the program. We will also have, what else we got lined? Robin's got a ton of great updates today, too. Yep. So this is Leon and Leon Redbone and Dr. John doing a duet. Yes. They're only duet together, apparently. He was made of snow, but the children know how he came to life one day. There must have been some magic in there you go. that old sick hat they frown. They're singing this in heaven today, baby. Well, they're singing all sorts of songs today. 
I always picture when such great talent passes that they're just having some major party up there, singing and dancing. Yes, we're celebrating Christmas in June, not July. We can't wait till July. Why is it in July? June's the middle of the year. I never got Christmas in July. Shouldn't it be like at the midway month of the year, which is June? Who did that crap? You know what I find find really interesting? Leon Redbone, obviously, his his voice just sounds so much older. Yeah, than he, he, was. he was doing that. That was shtick in the beginning, yeah. and then he made he was so good at it. Because nobody so was doing that music from the 20s and 30s in the 70s as he did. And that's why he was so unique. And Dr. John the same way. Dr. Yep. John was really Creole, though. I mean, he was New yeah. Orleans. And the influences that made him, as he mentioned in his bio there, who influenced him made him even better at what he did. Absolutely. So anyway, there's your, uh, there's your uh, update. I know it's Belmont weekend. I told you I'm going to have the Belmont picks later yeah, on. We actually talked to Hank Goldberg yesterday. Yes, on our way up to Cantina Laredo, and we didn't have a chance. And he and wanted to come on the show, but unfortunately he had to... He's um, doing dialysis he today because he's going through kidney issues and great friend, but he gave me some of He gave me his locks. I'm going to mix them, slap them up, flip them, rub them down, and then later on in the show I will release the Belmont Stakes locks. There is not going to be a $51,000 Superfecta. I think we all can agree to that because there's no horse, no long shot long enough that could make What's that happen. What's the longest long shot? There's one yeah. like 30 to 1, but okay. even that's not going to pay because there's only 10 horses, and, and most of them are just 15 to 1, 12 right. to 1. So you don't have those 50 to 1 shots where you have a bunch of horses that are 50 to 1, 20 to 1, all finishing in the top four, which results so in So we're the, looking at a super that could even top be, out at like 20. Twenty? No, we're not. No? Look, no, we're looking at a super that's going to be like seven hundred dollars. No, no, no. I know, but if if it's a couple of long shots, it could it's get not, up to about twenty. No, no, no? Robin. I don't know how you figure. It's all based on the pool. How many people are throwing money into the pool? Okay. And then the computers figure out what the payoffs would be. Gotcha. There's no predetermined amount that gets paid out on a super effect. It's all based. No, on... No, I know. I get that. Okay. I get that, but it's definitely not going to be around the fifty. So no, it's no way. It's not going to yeah. be 50000 No one thought the, the, the Preakness would right. be another big payout yeah, after the Derby. Yeah, that was a surprise. And yes, I did give you a $51,000 Superfecta for the Kentucky Derby. So I'm way ahead of the curve, except I didn't play it. But I will give you another Superfecta at absolutely no additional charge. That's how I roll on this show. You know what I'm saying? I got him right here. See it? I'm not making this shit up. But you're not getting it till the very end. I'm letting you wait. I'm letting you hang. You're going to beg it. You're going to have to beg me. You're going to have to say, Tony, please. Come on, Tony. Just, just a little taste. Just, I, I need to fix this weekend. It's June already. I need, I need some action. I need some action, yo. Hook a brother up. Hook me up. I'm not hooking Luigi up, by the way, this time. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired of hooking Luigi up. Bum has never paid up on any of the bets that he had me put in for him. If I had won, would he not have been over here looking for half oh, the money? Yeah. Did he contribute anything? Luigi says, Robin should sell her golf bag and push the profits. Now, Robin did win. You know, Robin and I never win anything. We, you know, whenever we go to charity events, we'll always get some tickets for the cause. You know, the women against abuse thing. Uh-huh. 
contributed money, other events where you buy tickets, you get $100, you get like five chances, and you put them in the hat, and then they draw out. And it's not usually cash money back, because anytime you win cash money at some charity function, the person who wins it can't possibly accept the money, right? You always have to give it back to the yes. cause. So you're just basically donating, which is fine. But when they have, like, a lot of these charities have tables with all kinds of, like, trips and accoutrement and massages and things. So you buy chances, and then you have your tickets, and you put one in this basket, and you put one in that basket. Mm -hmm. And all the times I've done it forever, and I've never won anything. And it's not because I'm upset. I'm, I'm contributing to charity. That's a bonus if you happen to win. So last night we were at Cantina Laredo for the great dinner. And at the end, Jen, the Patron representative, right. who Luigi was really, really disrespectful to last night, if I say so myself. Would you agree, Robin? I, yeah, I was, uh, when, you're, when, you're, when you're going to an event like that, you don't speak bad out loud. No, he didn't speak badly of her. He was just being Mr. Snob, I know good reposado, and this is okay, it's not good. You can't do that shit. I'm sorry, man. That's worse than the guy flipping the bird at the St. Louis Blues <laughs> up in Boston. <laughs> anyway, I'm just busting his chops. He'll get pissed off, but it doesn't matter, does it, at this point, Robin? <laughs> Meanwhile, we got to get down to the NBA business, yo. Do we not? We got to get down because you know what's happening tonight, Robin? NBA Finals action. What game is this tonight, Robin? Tonight is game four. <sighs> tonight at the Oracle Arena, soon to be vacated forever and ever again, at least by the Warriors. They'll probably have like uh, tractor pulls and MC Hammer will come back and do some shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But tonight, Warriors, four and a half point four favorites, minus 190 on the money line, over under 215 and a half. If you want to take the upstart Toronto Raptor, plus 170 tonight. Clay Thompson, they're saying he's going to be back, but they thought he was going to be back the other night. I'm thinking he's going to be back tonight because the, the, the Toronto Raptors are in the same situation that the Philadelphia 76ers were when they played the Raptors earlier in the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. Up two games to one, and a chance to go up three games to one, except they're not at home. The Sixers were at home when they mm -hmm. had that Sunday game that they shit the bed in, and they could have gone up 3-1, they lose it, and will go on to lose the series in seven games. So now the Warriors, who are home, is this a must-win situation? I'm going to say yes, because if they lose again at home tonight and go down three games to one, is it, is it conceivable that if they do get Kevin Durant back, he's not back tonight, by the way. That is, that is locked in. Kevin Durant right. will not play. People were wondering whether he was going to play. Steve Kerr said, no, he's not playing. He's not ready tonight. And so the question is, is this a must-win game? We should have to do a poll. Let's open the phone lines. 215-462-TONY. 215-462-8669. Is this a must-win game for your Golden State Warriors? Let's go to the phones. Enter and sign in, please. Who do we have on the line? Hello? 
He went um, through all that trouble and then hung up? I know. Is that the, think, is that the guy who was off? trolling Luigi the other day? I don't know. But uh, the next caller, lines are open. And if you have an opinion on the Warriors, give us a call at 215-462-TONY. What's that number again, Robin? 215-462-8669. Exactly. By the way, I have to give you one of these, Robin. What did I do now? You didn't know it was game four. I said four. No, it took you forever. You should know that instantly. Even if it, even if it wasn't game four, the I answer should always four. be four. I had to think about it for a second. I should have just said four, but what That's if I've been wrong? That's why I had wrong? to give you a bump, bump, See, to bump. But you're tricky that way because I could have just said four without thinking about it, and then if I'd been wrong, then you would have given me bump, bump, de bump as well. No, I wouldn't. I only gave it to you for not knowing it was game uh, four as I was trying to get my soundboard moved over sure. and couldn't hit the four. I had to get it to the NBA page. Sure. You following me so far? We on the same page or one? And yes, AJ Marco says... Down three to one, going back to Toronto with that pain in the ass Drake on the sidelines. That's going to be tough. This could be the last game ever at Oracle Arena. Do you realize that? That's right. Because if the Warriors lose tonight, yeah. they'll be down 3-1. Then they go back to Toronto mm-hmm. where it could be a closeout game. Right. Now, that doesn't mean, but it could be. Is it likely? No. But we keep saying, oh, this is the night that the Warriors are going to blow them out like they said the other night. And Toronto went out there. Now, is there any way that Toronto is going to be able to just send... Everybody out there who's going to shoot at least 50%, their five starters went out on the floor. Every single one of them shot over 50% from the floor. I mean, that's incredible. Danny Green, all these guys, they were shooting lights out. They were letting it rip, as uh, Danny Green said. <laughs> so all, like, not just at starting five, all seven Toronto Raptor players in game three who took a shot made at least half of them. That's incredible. That is incredible. Seven players shooting 50% or better. So that, that's, is that going to happen again? Probably not. But here's what's interesting to know, Robin. The winner of game three in, the end, in, in a 1-1 finals uh-huh. has gone on to win the NBA championship 31 out of 38 times. So we already know Toronto won game three the other night. This is game four tonight. But the team that has won game three when it was 1-1 in the finals has won the title 31 of 38 times. Now, does that mean that Toronto's going to win? And, but that's a pretty good streak. You win that game three, you go up two games to one. Obviously, you have a better chance of winning. You only need to, two, need to win two. The other team needs to win three. So that's what's going to happen. But the drama's not really about the game because we can't sit here and predict and say, this team's going to win. This team's going to win by six. Everybody, Stephen A. Smith, oh, the Warriors are going to blow them out in the next game after Toronto won, and then they didn't. And then he comes back, and we all do this, except I don't do this. Stephen A. knows his basketball. But everybody says, oh, they overreact to one game. Everybody overreact. One team wins. Oh, that was a fluke. The Warriors are going to come back and blow their doors off. And they didn't. So anyway... That's not really the big story in Oakland, as you know. Yesterday, I went off on a guy by the name of Mark Stevens. He is the part, I called him part owner, but that would be, an, uh, Draymond Green would probably have me removed. Right. He is an investor. He's one of the right. partners. In the investment group. Yeah, so he's the guy that was sitting courtside the other night that shoved Kyle Lowry 
and the Warriors the next morning immediately after everybody realized, and they knew it right away because yeah. when you're sitting courtside with a with a thing around your neck, oh, there was there was a major oh shit moment. Yeah, because everybody's saying that people are saying get this guy out, ban him from the no, mm-hmm. and then they find out he's a part owner, a partner, and a billionaire dude sitting there, you know, as a slapdick rich guy would do, and he pushes Kyle Lowry out of the way. So they had to do something. They, they sent out a statement saying they're, dis- they're disappointed, uh, and they'll do action. So first they said they was not allowed to come back for the right. rest of the series. But later, they determined that he will not be allowed back in the building for a full year. As now, it should be. Yeah. So if the Warriors win, will he not be allowed in the parade? Are people going to track this guy down? I don't know. No. But they did, this, they did the right thing. They said, we can't have one of our people in the organization pushing another player in a league where the players are the product and the owners are just rich white guys who happen to have enough money to invest. Nobody goes to see Mark Stevens sit courtside and said, they downgraded him to investor. But that's what he is. The guy has a billion dollars. They said, hey, you want to buy it in a team? Hey, we'll get you courtside seats. You can push players. You can be a jerk off. And then uh, people will call for your head. But then because you're a rich white dude, they're going to punish you. They're not going to ban you from the... They would, have, they would have punished anybody that did that. Yeah, but they, 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 the fan would have been never allowed to come well, no, back into the it, building. I, I, they I, can't tell a guy who's got a billion dollars or Tony, got hundreds of millions of dollars. I hate to rip son. you. I hate to rip you, but... And I, I'm not one of these guys. I'm not a knee-jerk hang the guy guy. No, but I like, think... The fan in Chicago was banned for life I'm, immediately. Yes, but I think... I, I'm talking about any investor, no matter who it was, what color their skin was. You don't have to bring color. No, I'm, I'm playing. I mean, that's the that's the that's the hip and trendy thing to do now. I know, Robin. and I'm ripping that's, you for it a, as I rip ripping, anybody else for it. I'm saying that if I were the owner, mm-hmm. and I had one of my partners do this, I would ask him to cash in his chips and write him a check and Absolutely. tell him to get the hell out. I'm not telling them what to do. They did. They they banned the guy for a year. How is that a punishment? The punishment would be here's your check. Get out. We want no part of your money. You don't think there's a line of people in Menlo Park down there, out there in, Calif- in, in, in the Bay Area, in that area where everybody's a billionaire that wouldn't want a piece of the team? Absolutely. So why do, we, why do they need this guy? It's ridiculous. He's still part owner of the team. That's not punishment to tell a guy he can't show up. And I'm not one of these people who calls for people's heads. I don't call for people to be fired. I don't make those decisions. I just give opinions. The fact that this guy got suspended for a year, banned from the premises, like, what's that going to prove? Well, you still have his money. Was, yeah, but it's still the right thing to do. And no, it's it is, not. It's an the right thing to do is to tell him, here's your check. Get the hell out of here. We want no parts of douchebags like you because he represents the team. Now, if- he represents the NBA. He represents Oakland. He's going to represent San Francisco when they move into their building next year. That guy... The guy, to me, is much worse than what that Cub fan did. Now, Dean says that if they force him to sell, that he would actually make $180 I don't care what he makes. Give him a check and get him the hell out. You think, I don't care? Big deal. Oh, if they force him to sell, he'll make $180 million. Yeah, and he'll go invest in some other. That's what these venture capitalist slap dicks do. They got a lot of money, and they buy into shit. And then they're buying into stuff. Because they want to make more money. But when you buy into a sports franchise, you're doing that for ego. You know, you're not buying in a startup. You're buying in a product that's really damn good. 
Robin is an SJW. There's no doubt no, about no. it. So Mateo1938 says, Robin, after the ticket discussion from yesterday, and this seems like your milk toast. Yes, she is. Let me give her one of those right now. I think that there is a lot of people out there that would beg to differ. I'm telling you what I would do. I'm not telling Joe. Joe Lacob has his own problems, by the way. The owner. Uh huh. He's now he's involved in a controversy with his wife. No. Yes, I told you that was yesterday's story. The Mark Phillips. There's more drama yes. in Warriorland. Mark Stevens. I keep calling him Mark Phillips. Wasn't he Captain Phillips in the uh, the Somali boat pirate thing? Was, it, was his first name Mark? I, I don't know. know. It was Mister. Was uh, something Phillips. But anyway, so now that same game where Mark uh, Wilson, whatever Mark Stevens. Uh huh. Pushes Kyle Lowry right. and embarrasses the entire NBA and the entire Warriors, Warriors organization. Something else happened that is now a big deal to some people. Jay Z was there with Bay, Beyonce, courtside because mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. Jay Z and Beyonce. They got to be there. So now Joe Lacob's wife. So you got Jay Z seating. Now, if you're looking at your at your your screen, Jay Z is on the left side of your screen. Beyonce is in the middle, right next to him. And then on the far right, the third seat, it's a woman by the name of Nicole Curran. Nicole Curran. She is the wife of the owner, the principal owner, governor, whatever you want to call it. The owner of the Warriors. She's leaning over and talking to Mm Jay-Z, and Beyonce's in the middle. That is shown on ESPN last night. And every two-bit bish in America that worships Beyonce and calls her queen and all this other stuff that sycophants do when we, when we treat entertainers. We treat entertainers like they're, they're royalty. She's a great entertainer, okay? Good for her. But then these bitches, and I'm not even going to call them bishes. I'm calling them bitches. These Beyonce Bay bitch witches are threatening the life on Twitter. Of the, of the wife of the owner of the team for having the audacity in their p- pathetic, tiny, little, worthless minds that she is hitting on Jay-Z and then disrespecting Bay, Queen Bay, biatch, bitches. That's what you are. You are dumb bitches. And you know what I would do? You know what I would do if, if one of these bitches threatened me on Twitter? I would call the Daily Beast and Vox, and I would go find every single person who issued a death threat on social media, and I would dox their asses. I would give their names, addresses, and everything about them, because that's the world we live in now. Could you imagine being that shallow, that absolutely, pathetically, non-existent brain function to threaten somebody because, they, because you're not smart enough to even think through what could possibly be going on, that a woman who's the owner, who, by the way, hooked up Jay-Z and Bay with free frickin' tickets to sit in the building, bitches. You think Jay-Z's paying money for courtside seats? You think Beyonce's paying money for courtside seats? They ain't paying shit. When you're that rich and you have that F.U. money, you don't pay for shit. And now the wife, by the way, is ordering them drinks. That's what happened, bitches. Bay hose. So how about getting some facts first and then come back and see me? This really pisses me off. And you're threatening the life of the owner of the Warriors because you think, oh, no, by the way, I'm sure Jay-Z 
I'm sure Jay-Z is pure as the driven snow. I'm sure he's never cheated on Beyonce. I mean, let's be honest, Robin. Is there any way Jay-Z would ever cheat on Beyonce? Oh, Come yeah. on. Give me a break. Stop playing this bullshit. <sighs> that is absolute bullshit. Anybody who defends these stupid Queen Bay people I just, are morons. I The idea of taking a look and assuming that you know that, that, that was posted Twitter and assuming that you know they what don't that, know that look was and then going just based on a askance look going oh my gosh they disrespected Beyonce and then you oh threaten and you just, and, and you they, threaten and the woman's just, life on Twitter it's insane it's just absolutely insane this just shows you why this world there's we're not going to have 12 years we're not going to make it 12 years. AOC may be wrong. I don't think there's an asteroid coming. And in, in, in what we've been seeing happening in this world lately, it can't come soon enough. When Queen Beyonce is worshipped because she's a great entertainer and her husband's an ex-drug dealer who's a billionaire now, good for them. I don't have a problem with them, with their excesses, or with their money, whatever they do. They earned it. But then to have idiotic, dumb bitches at home, male and female, by the way, they're not just male, female bitches. They're oh, yeah. male bitches oh, that yeah. love Queen Bay. And the fact that we treat celebrities like they're royalty. I don't even treat royalty like they're royalty. I don't give a crap about the Queen and the Duchesses and the Dukes. Just the Dukes of Hazard. They were great. Especially with Daisy Duke. Because that shit was good back in the day before it became unpopular and racist. But am I wrong here? And you know me, I love hip hop, I love R&B, oh, I, I love Jay-Z. This I just don't a- think, I, there's nobody, there's nobody on earth that should be revered that much, that should be looked upon for, because there's, there's just nobody that deserves that much adoration. Again, I don't care, if you want to kiss her ass, if you want to throw rose petals as she walks into your town, go ahead and do it. But, but when you have that kind of blind loyalty... And then you don't even know what's going on. And you, your first reaction is to immediately threaten the life of a woman who's taking a drink order for two freeloaders who are sitting at a damn basketball game looking for free shit. And then these stupid bitches at home are threatening. I would dox them. And I don't like doxing. Doxing means you find out the identity of those people. You call the police. You call the FBI. And you have them breaking down the doors of all these people who threatened that woman's life on Twitter. You go there with FBI, with machine guns draw, and you break their doors down, and you take those bitches out, and you throw their asses in the meat wagon, and you slam the damn door. And you put their asses in jail. That's what you do. That's bullshit. You know AJ Marcos like to- points out, I only bend the knee to brand the broken king of the six kingdoms. <laughs> You know what I'd like to do? I would love to have a, a blood pressure cuff on you when you go into one of your rants. I want to see what happens. This is what I say to all you, what do they call these bay hoes? What do they call now the women who love Beyonce? The men and women who love Beyonce. I don't want to be, I don't want, ridiculous, man. This is what I say to all you bitches out there. Shame. 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 Except I say it a little, with a little more anger. Those dumb women in the, the Game of Thrones, what kind of shaming is that? They're walking with a little bell. It should be dinner time. I'm thinking it's dinner time. Who gets shamed like that, Robin? 
You get shamed the way I just shamed you. Anybody who watched Game of Thrones and thought that was some sort of amazing scene, when a woman, how many, there was a couple women walking, right? And one of them's ringing a bell with the shame bell. No, so it was one woman who was uh, <laughs> stripped naked and her head was shorn. Her hair was shorn off. You mean they, they shaved her head? They shaved her head, and then she had to walk through the town naked. Were her breasts all hanging out? Oh, and yeah, stuff? everything. Oh, okay. And then. Why was she shamed? I wouldn't be ashamed of that. That was just gratuitous nudity to try to make the show a little more Cersei, spicy. Cersei, the Queen Cersei. So, and, then, and then people were allowed to throw stuff at her, like rotten fruit, tomatoes, whatever they wanted, poop. And then the woman that had the bell. All right, screw was the stupid of Game of Thrones crowd. I'm ripping the stinking bay holes, whatever they are. I like bay holes myself. Bay holes. Actually, that's a really good one. I like bay holes because this way it encompasses both male and female. Exactly. Anyway, that's the kind of stuff. That's what we worry about now. Who's sitting courtside yeah. with celebrities? Who's in the box? You know, who's... Oh, what's in the box? And I in all should... honesty, you know what we should be worrying about and what we should be doing is... Uh, Raising our children to have better manners and to not be so shallow. Exactly. Listen, every gen. When I was a kid, the Beatles came in in '64. You know, we used to jump up and down and scream because you know that's what we did as kids. You know, the Jonas Brothers show up. Even Shaq's jumping up and down when the Jonas well, Brothers showed up. That yeah. was funny. And so I get it. Listen, I, I respect it. I respect incredibly talented yeah, people. Yeah, you can be excited to meet somebody, but them. you shouldn't worship no. them. They're still human. They still put you know. As they say, they still put their pants on two legs at a, or one leg at a time. Bob from Valley Ford says, we need a live heart monitor. Yeah, I know. Just keep the paddles close by to resuscitate me when he flatlines. That would be a great idea if we could do that and have that on the screen because <laughs> I think that you do have your, you know, your heartbeat starts ba going faster. Your blood pressure goes up. You know what? Was, you I, know too, was I wrong on my Beyonce? Not her. No. And by the way, you, they know why I love Jay-Z more than anybody could love another man. Why is that? Because of his run-in with the Philly mayor last year. Remember? Philly mayor was, uh, was threatening to not have the Jay-Z right. do his annual uh, Made in America uh -huh. thing. And then Jay-Z came in here and bitch-slapped Jim Kenney, the mayor. Bitch-slapped him left and right. And I gave him a roaring round of applause, knowing that Jim Kenney is gutless, an empty suit, and would bow down to Jay-Z. And bow down. The Bay and the Bishes. <laughs> Swedish chef. Jay Z has 99 problems. Tony has a 999 ppm heart rate. <laughs> we got to bust out a little Jay Z right now. What's your favorite Jay Z song, Robin? I've covered a lot of the Jay Z. <laughs> Give me a little. Uh... Uh, Give me let's some see. Good. Bust out a little Jay Z for me now. Hmm. The request lines are open. Two one five four six two eight six six. As are the phones. <laughs> well, that's the phone. That's the request line, Robin. Uh, Hello. See, the request line is the is telephone the number. Gotcha, gotcha, it's two one five four six two eight six six nine. Well, we have. How about, how about ninety nine problems? Yeah, play a little ninety nine problems. We can play the unedited version. Just like we don't have to, we can show the bird being flipped without being. It being blurred out, we can play 99 problems. And the bitch ain't one. Rat 
on the cat patrol. Foes that want to make sure my cask is closed. Rap critics saves money, cash holes. I'm from the hood, stupid. What type of facts are those? If you grew up with holes in your zapper toes, you celebrate the minute you was having dope. I'm like, fuck critics, you can kiss my whole asshole. If you don't like my lyrics, you can press fast forward. Got beef with radio, if I don't play they show, they don't play my hits. Well, I don't give a shit, so. Rap Max try and use my black ass So advertisers could give them more cash for ads They just don't write songs like this anymore I don't know what you take me as Or understand the intelligence that Jay-Z has I'm from rags, the richest niggas, I ain't dumb I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one Hit me No, you got 9,900 bitches 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one If you having girl problems, I'm for you, son I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one Hit me Yeah, it's 94 and my trunk is wrong Sing it, Sean Corey Carter There is the motherfucking law Got two choices, y'all Pull over the car or Bounce on the devil Put the pedal to the floor And I ain't trying to see No highway chase with Jake Plus I got a D. Conrad saying that he's doing A bit boycott for this Pull over to the side of the road I heard Son, do you know I'm stopping you Cause I'm young and I'm black And my hat's real low Do I look like I had, to, I had to break off a little bit of that Jay-Z for you today. I apologize for the bit boycott. You can now resume your regularly scheduled bit activity already in progress, and we thank you for the bits. And as, this is basically tips for just a second, because that's how long it takes to give us a bit, and we sure appreciate it. You could have been anywhere else in the world tonight, but you're here with us this afternoon. Now, and I appreciate it. There is something new on your screen. Um, you see the follower goal. So Where's the follower goal? It's on your screen. Is that screen. like the golden goal that they used to use in the, to decide uh, soccer matches? So the today's goal, you see that we have two out of the full ten. Uh, so we're going to stay on the air until we reach our goal today? Sort of like no, one of those NPR No, we need NPR your help. So, so anybody things? that's listening or watching right now, um, you just make sure that you have somebody else that is contacting, that, that you know, and tell them to watch the Tony Bruno and follow them. Bruno Nation Live on Twitch.tv. So what Help is the goal that's up there that's now two with the... So that's the follower goal. So oh, ten more followers? We need eight more followers we need to reach eight our more goal? Followers How easy is that? It doesn't even cost you anything. I know. It's free. Jeepers. I will not. How about this? I hate to threaten people, especially the audience. I don't want to be like that guy in Dayton, Ohio, who's yelling at people for complaining that they got out of the Bachelorette to give you tornado warnings. And then he yelled at the audience and said he's sick and tired of these stupid people who watch The Bachelorette. So am I, as a matter of fact. But that's a different story for a different time. So anyway. Now, there's some sad news. But I am, let me just finish my thought. I will not give out the Belmont picks unless we reach our goal <gasps> of 10 new followers. Oh, wow. I mean, that's, that's the least you could do. Now, if you're listening to the show and you're already on our stream chat, you're probably following us. Right. It's the people who may be listening for the first time. This isn't a threat. I'm not going to come to your house or anything. You know, unless you got some good wine. <laughs> Bob from Valley Forge. That's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie Girl says that she has Captain Johnny joining. Better, Johnny better join. He better join the and start good following. Diver, on the Lady Good Diver, you see if I bring out another gigantic big bottle of Earthquake Zin on your boat, the Lady Good Diver, as we head out to Catalina Island. Oh, I want to go on another one of those trips. I want to go out there and I want to bring that gigantic bottle once again like we did before and then watch the bartender in the steakhouse on Catalina 
not have any idea how to open it because there's so much wax on it on those big bottles. Remember they said, we yes. called them when we went there a couple of years ago. And we said, hey, do you have a corkage fee? And they said, yeah. How much? $25. Okay. So we partake his dinghy. So you have to tie your boat up. If they've been to Catalina, there's moorings there, which are the balls. And so you can't, because you can't ride your boat up to the dock unless right. you got a little tiny boat. So there's mooring balls and you pay for them and you dock. You tie up to the boat. Then you get on your dinghy and then you take whatever you have and you go to shore. And we went to dinner. There's one great steakhouse on, uh, on Catalina Island. Right. You got to make a reservation. So we called in advance, took the boat over 25 miles across the sea. Santa Catalina is awaiting for me. Santa Catalina, the island of romance. In fact, bust out a little bit of that for me, Robin. Bust out a little bit of Santa Catalina. Johnny was diving there the other day. No By lobsters. The four though. preps. He'd love the four preps. How many preps were there? Four. Exactly. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Twenty-six miles across. Crank that up, Rob. Crank that bitch up. Santa Catalina is awaiting for me. Santa Catalina, the island of romance, 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 romance. Water all around me. I like when they whistle. I can't whistle like that. Hear that in the background? Tropical trees and the salty air. But for me, the thing that's awaiting there. Just have sex. 26 miles across the sea. So anyway, we were talking about a bottle of wine. This is, a short, this is a short number, Robin. That's what's yes. good about these songs. They're only like two and a half minutes. Get in, get and out. you get out. <laughs> Which actually is kind of weird because romance takes longer. Sex is way faster. <laughs> it depends on how good the wine is and how much you're drinking. <laughs> So we brought this big bottle of Michael. Do we still have one of the empties over there, Robin? Yeah, bring that over here. This is the size of the bottle we used to get in California from our friends at Michael David Winery. That's a big sucker right here. This is 2007. Have we determined what size this is again? It's not a Gerald Blom. It's like three bottles, right? It's the Magnum. Is this the Magnum? That's the Magnum. I like my wine like I like my condoms. Big and ribbed for her pleasure. How many liters is that one? It doesn't say the on Magnum the is one and a half liters, I believe. So anyway, so we take this bottle. This is the one we took to the British Virgin Islands, so we brought this back with us. We don't just throw bottles overseas. Over, yeah. No, we didn't bring the one at Brid British... That's the one that was in Catalina. Is this the Catalina That's bottle That's the Catalina itself? bottle, yeah. So we take this on the boat from uh, Marina del Rey, go over to Catalina into the steakhouse, make a reservation, and then we walk... This show is bipolar. We go from Jay-Z to Santa Catalina. That's what I like. You never know what's coming up next. And so we bring this in, and there's a gigantic, big wax thing that covers up the, the cork. Yeah, you can see, well, you can see where it's chopped yeah. yeah. You can see where the bartender 
took out like a butcher knife. He took out every knife in the kitchen. It was a, to he try took to out get a the saw. wax off. He had everything off. He was going to take out the reciprocating saw. Then he was going to take out the hacksaw. Then the chainsaw. And he finally got it off. And then we proceeded to drink it. And all the surrounding tables around us were like, holy crap, where did you get that? Yes. Now, Johnny, Captain Johnny, he doesn't drink red wine. So it was just me, Robin, and Jackie pounding this beautiful Lodi Appalachian 2007 Red Zinfandel. Not the white Zinfandel. That's what chicks drink. Or bishes drink. If you're going to quote the great... Bishes? Bishes? Yeah, bishes. You don't say bitch. You say bishes. Bishes. And we started drinking this baby. And then, because Johnny didn't drink, we didn't want to take the bottle home half full. No. And this is a lot of wine for, two pe- for three people. Johnny had to pilot the boat, but we stayed overnight out there in the boat. And people around us, we were pouring it for surrounding tables just to have them enjoy well, the Well, people kept well. asking. They were like, well, what are they having? We want what they're having. And then we were pouring, just like I did last night when I got the one little snifter of the Grand Patron at last night's uh, Cantina Laredo dinner. The lovely Jen, because I was nice to her, she brought me over a nice pour, which are about $125 at the fine restaurant. You go to the Ritz-Carlton here in Center City, Philadelphia, that's a $125 pour right there. She gave it to me. And what did I do? Of course, I sniffed it. Like I was sniffing Tester's airplane glue as a kid when I was building one of my models. And then I didn't even take a sip. And I passed it around the table asking everybody to smell it and, ta- and not taste it yet. Then when I got it back, I took the first sip and sort of like the Last Supper, I passed the chalice around so that everyone can get a taste. That's the kind of guy I am, Robin. That's just the way I roll. Tony, I actually have the photographs from that night with you holding that bottle oh, right there. Oh, let's post those babies and right there's, now. And there's Jackie, you and me, <laughs> and I am definitely three sheets to the wind. Oh, yeah. And then underneath it is you with one of the glasses. <laughs> see right behind you, Let Tony. me see that picture. Oh, yeah, that, that's the bottle right there. There, there it That's is. That's the bottle right there. We were pounding that baby. Yes, we were. What a great... Now, those are great times. Great fun. So Captain Johnny's birthday, his wife Jackie out there, our great friends from California, some of the many great friends we made, but really probably our closest best friends. Yes. In all the years I lived in California. So Jackie's feeling better. And it was there for you. It was for your birthday. It was the birthday's in. Yes, it was. Not Richard's in. He couldn't make the trip. No. He was still in San Francisco. But anyway, now people are saying some more... Uh, some more Jay-Z. Don, uh, David Conrad, I always call him Don. It's David Conrad, Las Vegas. Says, can you play uh, Jay-Z now, please? <laughs> more Jay-Z. He's the guy who said, don't play Jay-Z. We're going to go to the, in a bit protest. But now we're going to bust that a little bit more. This is a song that I covered on the Tony Bruno Greatest Hits Hip Hop Compilation CD. Now, Tony, I'll bring it up. So just, just have it on full volume. If there's a commercial, I'll wait until it... All right. So um, I do apologize if you, you, if you're, oh, here is a phone call. Look at that. I was just going to say, I was going to apologize if I don't see it right away, but let's go to the phones, Tony. Wait a minute. I just want to hear one more taste here just for a second. Well, then let me bring him up. Because- uh, bring up the caller. Yeah, let's go to the phones. Hello. Who is there? Enter and sign in, please. This is the guy, this is the guy you've been torching, like Danny Green torched the. Oh, this is like Luigi Cardo, ladies and gentlemen? That's right. I'm, I'm here to set some things straight. Muchacho. You sound a little pissed off right now. Are you as mad as p- are you as I'm mad as one of those bay holes calling about the owner of the wife of the of the of the uh, Golden State Warriors talking to Jay Z? 
No, 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 I'm calling about you. Hombre. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on hold. Actually, I've been. I, so now I can tell you exactly what happens when you call in. So it rings 35 million times until Robin turns around and realizes the phone's ringing and then hits the button. If not, it just hangs up on you. Is that what happens? So 35, happens. 35 rings. I'm going to play this for you now. Damn right. I've been talking to Beyonce myself. <laughs> are you one of those bay holes? Hoes no, or bitches? I'm just an a-hole. That's all I oh, am. Are you, one, are you one of the bitches? That's right. I said some things straight, though. Number one, <laughs> first of all, I always pay up. We split the derby right down the middle. I totally forgot about the Bel about the uh, the Preakness, but I will cover the Belmont wagers. I'll go down there and put no, the No, you don't have to cover one. anything, bro. Once, no, no, I need to cover because I'm, gonna, I'm going down there anyway. So whatever you want to put in, I'll take care of that. All right. Number Jimmy? two. Hold on a second, I Luigi. I need to tell Tony to do something because he's screwing around with it. I'm not doing anything. Turn I have the volume all the way up on your computer <laughs> and leave it there. Go damn ahead. it. Now, you control the damn volume. I'll compare it to you. Is this your favorite uh, Jay-Z song, uh, Luigi? No, 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 it's not. What, what's, what's your favorite Jay-Z song? I got to go Money Cash Hose, man. That's a good choice right there, man. Take, I take back everything I said about you bad earlier. Well, come on, man. I mean, listen, I, I mean, I'm a protege, even though sometimes I don't act like it. But here's the thing, though. This is why you'll be proud, because, yes, I may have poo-pooed that Reposado last night. I may have done that. Yeah. And while, I may, while that may be a foul on the inside, I left and went outside where the senorita was putting the stuff in the car. Who got that phone number, though? This guy right here. The Philadelphia Eagles <laughs> That's are right, Super brother. Bowl champions. If I wanted that number, I would have got it instantly. As Tony said when we were in there, that's extra on your hill right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. This one's for you, Luigi, ladies and gentlemen. Special request in this all request. Free for all, freaky, red wine Friday show. Damn right. I saw you bust out the big boy that took the Catalina with you, man. Absolutely, man. All right, sing along, man. Show sounds good, Robin. Thank you, Luigi. Thanks. What jersey is he wearing in this song? This right here? Yeah. Oh, I don't even, I don't even, I don't remember the video at all. Come on, man. He's got a big number 98 on it, a New York Giants jersey. Is that Strahan? I think it is. More money, cash. And you know who else is in this? He was out of prison long enough to make this video. DMX. Well, well I mean, listen, he's DMX, so he, you know, he does a bit every other week. Yeah. <laughs> D, on, D Conrad just gave bits with a face palm. <laughs> he, gave what? He, he gave bits and then he has the face palm emojis that's awesome that's great work by him is that jay is that dmx wearing a phillies hat in that video i don't know the only time i ever hear dmx talking is he's got a patriot jersey on and a phillies hat talk oh, about confused individual yeah he really is <laughs> Is that a sacrilege? Well, he's definitely not a four for four guy. No, I know that much. No, uh, well, listen, man, it's, 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 everything sounds great over there, but look, you gotta turn, you gotta check the phones, everyone. I've been blowing you up for the past twenty. I'm sorry, minutes. man. We, I usually, I, I usually give a cue for people to call in. And well, since it's only I, Robin I, and I, 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 I here today, I've been waiting for the, uh, the for the phrase that pays to come up, and uh, so I can call in. Do you know the cash call jackpot today? <laughs> no, I do not. <laughs> 
You know the phrase that pays, by the way. Now, this is requested yeah, it's by... Yeah, There you go. Um, no, what's the phrase that pays? Pays. Uh... Catch me outside. That? That's exactly right. Congratulations. You win one of the exclusive, exclusive items that we got last night, courtesy of uh, Rocca Patron and the lovely Jen, the Philadelphia area Pennsylvania representative. It is one of these beautiful. Well, Luigi already got one of those. Cocktail kits. Right there. It's a carry-on. one of those, Tony. Carry-on cocktail yeah, kit. Luigi doesn't need one of those. We have those extra to give out to. I, I can just I can just get one from Jen because I'll, I'll see now, her. Now, this oh, was beautiful. a phone request or a, a song request It's an old by request Dean. Friday. Dean has a request? Yes. What the hell is, what, what is, the, what is the, I have a request for Dean. What, what did he play anyway? Bigger than LeBron, bitch, give me your money. Yeah, he's a big Riyadh. He and uh, Sportsa Corrado, Joe Corrado. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't mess with this, man. I don't, I don't know about that. So, Tony, are you, are you heading down to the local pawn shop to get some clubs for that bag you won last night? Yes, I'm going to Goodwill. I'm going to pick up some... Uh, <laughs> Some Markel Fultz jerseys, some uh, Nerlens Noel. The entire 76ers failed draft pick uh, selections are available at the, your favorite local Goodwill store. You can actually start an entire team of busted Philadelphia draft. And by the way, you know what today is? Speaking of the Sixers, it is the one-year anniversary of the dismissal of Brian Colangelo. No! Yes! Somebody reposted it today because Adrian Wojnarowski from ESPN, one year ago today, June 7th of 2018, posted this, the the, uh, the breaking news. Sixers have parted ways with Brian Colangelo. So I tweeted this morning, happy anniversary, question mark. Nice. <laughs> nice. By the way, that Rihanna song sucked. Yeah, that, that did suck. That was straight garbage, man. Yeah, that's a terrible song. Well, yeah, it's not, I don't even care Dean. if rip. somebody's wife's in the back seat of my car. You can rip if, Dean If for somebody's that one. wife's in the back seat of my car, I'm going to be back there with her. Yeah. The only thing getting played in the back seat of my car is my ding a ling. That's, that's about <laughs> it, man. AJ Marcos <laughs> says, uh, Riona wrote that song about me when I skipped out on my child support. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, 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 I hate to hear what, uh, what Taylor Swift writes about any of us. I'll tell you that right now. But last thing, let's, let's, let's break off a little piece of my favorite. One of my what favorites. I mean, there's so many Jay Z favorites that I have. But this Jiggle is what? one. This is one right here, Robin. Bring this up a little bit, Emma. That's right. This is what this you got. Oh, yeah, yeah. Side, this one. When you're big pimping. Chee 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 chee. Yeah. Nah. Bend the cheese, uh, Tony. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, you know why. Thug them, hug them, love them, love them, but I don't trust the need them. Take them out the hood. Keep them looking good. With diamond cuts and a free. I used to get vicious like this on my yacht back in the day. Talk about what's the reasons? I'm a pimping every sense in the word by my. Better trust and believe him. In the cup where I keep them Till I need to work Till I need to beat it up Then it's beep beep Then I'm picking them up Then I play with it Quick in the truck <laughs> This is an all-timer right here Is this on the uh, Just because you got good sex I'ma break bread So you can Luigi hang up I pass with nothing Y'all be frontin' Me give my heart to a woman I think we have another phone call though I do believe that we have Somebody else on the line Is that correct? Let's go back to the phones On an all request Total request uh, Friday afternoon Ladies and gentlemen Who's on the line? Enter and sign in, please. Is this Anthony J. Bruno? It's Anthony J. Bruno Sr., please. Ladies and gentlemen, we've been waiting for him. We've been waiting for the phone system to come in because of this man and this man, not just this man alone, but certainly he is on our Mount Rushmore 
of not only the greatest followers and greatest fans, but the greatest archivist of the Tony Bruno career, the great Jim from Cheltenham. Jim, how are you, buddy? How you doing, Tony? Beautiful. Did you know it was the one-year anniversary of the Brian Colangelo dismissal? No, that's not why I called. <laughs> you have tape of Brian Colangelo? Uh, and it, do you have actual tape of him and his wife on their fake Twitter account? Remember, that's why he got fired, because his wife was had a Bobo account where she was ripping Brett Brown on her ghost account. What do they call those things? The account that when somebody sets up a fake account. It's a fake account. Yeah, it's a fake account. But unfortunately, it was his wife who was using her fake account to pretend that she was just somebody calling in to rip Brett Brown, the head coach. That was a year ago today, Joe. Jeez. Uh, 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 well, it's Jim? good to be on the, the, the big broadcast, finally. It's great to have you on here, man. And now we have with the technology each week. You're on the official A.J. Lopez phone line. Well, I, got, I took me time to get everything worked out because I'm having trouble to pick you up on my smart TV, but I figured... I figured everything out now and again. A beautiful picture now on the smart TV. Now, is, does it not look great and sound great? Oh, it says because I got a brand new 4K smart TV. Oh, beautiful. But I had some man. problems because every all the settings have to be perfect. One setting's off, it messes, knocks everything off because Samsung took off the um, app of the app of your show off. Samsung took the Twitch app off. They, they took it off, but then you have to go through the internet. So the section that says internet. It's just like a regular internet. You just put it in the words exactly. search. You put t- the Tony Bruno Nation show, and it pops right on. Awesome. All yeah, and, settings are right. and Robin's doing a great – Robin's got all the settings right. She's been working the hardest for the last few years and all of our different recreations of the podcast from the once-a-week things to the regular ones. And now we're doing this every day, right in the middle of the afternoon when we have daytime baseball action. We're giving you live scores, and we're playing Jay-Z and all the other important things that well, matter. We have a big, big series starts this afternoon. The Cincinnati Reds. The Cubs, no, the Cubs and the Oh, that, that one, yeah. Yeah. Are you not excited for Jay Bruce and the uh, Cincinnati Reds, his former team, coming in? This is a double secret revenge series I'll be there this week. I got tickets for the night's game. Oh, beautiful. Now, what is tonight? Is, what, is there a giveaway tonight? Hopefully, the bullpen doesn't give it away. I think tomorrow night they have a, I think a concert after the game, I think. Yeah, they have all these like country bands that I've never heard of. Yeah. Brett, a, a Brett, what's his name? And the Avid Brothers, the yeah. Avid Brothers. Do you know who these people I, are? I really don't know them country groups <laughs> that much. It's an outrage, man. But I, I knew I had to come on for the first time. I had to bring out on some special audio that I found something that nobody's ever heard before. Even me? Maybe you. Know, it goes back to when you were doing the morning show on six ten. Oh, so I, so this is going way back to the nineties, oh, wow. right? This is to the way way back, way back. This vault. is in the way back. Probably the most requested thing you did on that show. Oh, we have the tape. I haven't heard this. I don't have this. That's why we this have would Jim. Be the day where you, you were doing it with the downtown Philadelphia Studios. Yes. And they did their last show there in 2004, so they replayed this clip. This is when you were in the tree cutting the branch yes. off. Let me set the stage here for this, because we had our studios at WIP. were on 5th Street, right off Spring Garden. And right outside, we could see the cityscape, the buildings, but there was a tree in front of our window, and it blocked our... It was obstructed view, and I hate obstructed view seats, especially in the old buildings where they have posts, and you were sitting behind them, and you couldn't see the game. This is exactly why I want to get the stupid awnings so out of we here. Have, we had a tree in front of the building, and Angelo and Al, and we were all complaining, and I said that the day before, I said, listen, nobody here in the building's going to care. Nobody here is getting the job done. We've been complaining about it openly for a week. Tomorrow, I will bring in my... From my own garage up there in Lower Gwinnett, Pennsylvania... I will bring in my chainsaw. I had a skill saw, and I had skills to pay the bills. 
So I then climbed up. I just had a small ladder. All I needed to do was to get to the first branch. And then you could climb up the rest of the And then I had a wireless mic. And we were, I did the show live. And this was such a big deal that we were blocking traffic on 5th Street. And people were stopping, not thinking this was real. But it was real tree trimming on Morning Drive Radio. You don't get that anymore <laughs> in this world of radio. So Jim has the tape. Well, the thing, then, you, then in 2004, they called you up. Could you come on the show for five minutes? This was, I think you were just doing the last month of the Fox show. Mm-hmm. So you went, stopped doing the Fox show, and I think Andrew Sislam took over for you, and you came on 10 minutes on WIP. And while they were talking to you, they were trying to, trying to get you back to WIP to do a new show. And this was in 2004? This was, this was the last show they did in them studios. Oh, and you know, they're moving into, they've moved into like three different studios since the then. The Line Avenue, yeah. Spring Garden, and now they're going to move to a new one. I know. 30- I think where 30th Street Station is, right? Across the street from 30th Street Station, they're building a brand new studio. Exactly. It, it, well, you know, Entercom that owns them now used to be CBS. Yeah, they put all the radio stations in one um, Yeah, because they had the TV station, cha- ta- Channel 3, CBS 3 was in one place. Uh, KYW was in another place. So now all the stations in the same group, the Entercom group, are all going to be in one building now. And they do that in a lot of companies now because you consolidate, so you don't have to have studios all over the city. But this, this is going back to 2004. Okay, here's how it sounded August of 2004. Oh, let's go to the tape, ladies and gentlemen. Jim from Cheltenham. Going on the Wayback Machine. This is Monday night. <laughs> don't even let my block. Mr. Monday night could come back. Monday night. Mr. Monday night. Monday night. Right, so we have the tree now. We, do have, the tree. we have the tree, Tony. Hold on. Tony Bruno's going to go up and uh, this is a m- memory of our recent past. Tony Bruno in the tree. Listen. Tony, I'm you're wimping out. I got to get up higher. I'm not climbing any higher. Well, you can you can reach that branch from there. No, I can't. Your hand is on it right now. That's not the branch. This is the branch. You can reach it. All right, let me have that saw. All right, he's going to he's gonna try it. Tony right. gets talked into everything. I know it. <laughs> and now, like, I know anything, I'm right? Am I the last guy in the world right. that you expect I'll, to I'll take a bunch of... i an angle. All right. Except when this thing falls, what happens? I don't care. Just get it down. I want to see the sky again. I got it started. There it goes. You can hear it. It's leaning the other way, so I don't think it'll hit me. <laughs> don't let it hit the do car. With one hand holding onto a thin branch. That is thin. The whole branch is bobbing as he as he cuts. You got to be impressed with this stuff. Oh, he's this gonna fall and own the station. I'll tell you what, Al. It's really scary. He's, he, this is nutty. What he's doing. It's impressive, isn't it? Uh oh, cops are showing up now. Where's the police? Oh man. Do we have a permit? Hurry up and do it before the cops come. There's two cop cars here. That's all right. Hurry up. Do we need a permit for this? We'll find out now. <laughs> it's gonna come down. Here it comes. All right. I just want to cut it clean. All right. It's coming down. There it is. Oh, it's no. Down. It's dropping. I'll tell you what. It's a nice, clean cut. All right. It's the artist. Now he's praising himself for the cut. <laughs> it's a nice, clean <laughs> cut. That's all you want is a nice, clean cut. You don't want to damage. You don't want to have any, uh, you know, nasty branches out there. You want a nice and smooth and clean edge. Tony, you got a standing offer, brother. <laughs> we want you back now. There's nothing stopping you from returning. Except uh, that well, couple of... The, the hurricanes... Yeah, you know what the best part about you guys moving out of Philly? Yeah. No city wage tax, Wow. Here you go, Tony. That was awesome. That was great. That was a great so time. I moved a little bit because my, my cat jumped on the computer. Oh, well, ah. you, well your cats, <laughs> they probably see our three cats are all here. Just absolutely. They're all the, sprawled out. <laughs> jumped so you're, on the phone. <laughs> see, this is, this, this is the official cat lady and cat guy station. Everybody who watches and listens to the show has cats. You notice that? Our buddy Julio Tempesta, my brother from just another mother, kitten. just got another cat. Cats are easy, man. 
Well, that's good stuff, Jim. Well, I'm glad you have that. I'm glad you have that. I don't. And they even had the Mr. Monday Night drop-in that I used to have, where the crowd yeah, would they, chant. Yeah, they're having you on. They were trying to. They were fine trying to find the tape that I are find find the tape. They finally found it, and then they they put it on. You know what you have to find? There's one tape because back then, before it was it, 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 Infinity Broadcast, Infinity Broadcasting owned WIP at one point, and so I go on this rant ripping Infinity Broadcasting, and. It is one of the classic rants of all time because I'm ripping the management of the radio stations that I'm working for on the air. And Angelo and Al were like besides themselves. And I did the whole, I want you to take this from the lowest levels all the way to the top, all the way to the top of Infinity Broadcasting and tell them to kiss my ass. It's one of the great rants of all time. But uh, didn't they try to sue you or something? No, 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 no. They didn't try to sue. Well, when, no, when I contract with ESPN. And well, no, yeah, because I said to them, "This I'll go back to 1992. ESPN wants me to come up there and work for them on weekends, and I was still doing the mornings on WIP. So I turned down ESPN a couple of times because I didn't I had young kids. I didn't want to go back and forth every weekend. So then ESPN comes to me and says, "Listen, we don't want you to do this seven day a week thing." We want you to make a decision. You can come and work for us full-time. We'll give you a full-time job, or you can stay in Philly. And so I went to Tom Bigby, who was the, uh, radio, the station manager, and I said, Tom, I said, here's the deal, man. I said, you know, I love working here. I said, but you've not, you've not, you've created, you've disrespected me my entire time. I've never said I wanted to take over the show. I was happy to work with Angelo and Al. You know, I didn't care if I was the number two guy or the number three banana. I'm the guy who told Angelo to turn down a $250,000 job offer in Boston when the show became popular because they wanted to hire him up there in the New England area, he and Al were going to go up with Al's from Boston, Angelo from Providence, Rhode Island, and obviously Angelo's a legend in this town. And so he stayed in Philly, became a multimillionaire because I said, you're going to make a lot of money if you stay here because people are going to love you in this city even though you're not from here. So anyway, fast forward, Tom Bigby says, oh, you're not going to take the ESPN job. I said, well, Tom, you didn't even make me an offer. This, this reminds me of like, the Reggie White thing. I'm not comparing myself to Reggie White, but just think of it. You're working for a place, you're part of a morning team that's now number one in the city as a sports station on AM, and I got an offer to go somewhere else. I wasn't playing one against the other. I was just working seven days a week. I took the ESPN job, and then my contract was up, and that's when Tom Bigby said, uh, we're not going to match the offer. So I gave him the ESPN offer. He says, we're not going to match it. I said, okay, so I went to Angelo and Al in our first, our second wing bowl in the old Lit Brothers building, and I told them, guys, this is my last show. You know, I'm not going to be back here on Monday because Tom Bigby said, hey, uh, we're not going to match the offer, so take the ESPN job. So I had no choice, so I took the ESPN job, and then Monday comes, and I get a letter uh, from the company, from Infinity, and they, they're suing me because they said they had a right to match my contract offer and keep me for another year. So I had to work another year, and I went back and did another year on WIP. I didn't bitch about it. I didn't moan. But I was working seven days a week. But my, my salary, I was making pretty good money. And ESPN said, you do this for a year, and then you leave, and you become, become full-time for us. And I did that. So I worked one more year because of the contract match provision in the contract, and then I left and went full-time to ESPN. So it wasn't an ugly ending. It was just that they gave me no choice. And I didn't play one against the other because ESPN, and I knew ESPN wasn't going out of business. I knew that doing the network show, I was doing pretty well. I was there for eight years doing the shows on the weekend. So I had to think what was best for me, and that's basically what happened, and that's why I left WIP. But I never left on bad terms. Angelo and Al are friends still to this day. And so, you know, people have all these stories about, oh, I was always mad I would leave people. No, 
I, when, when you didn't want me to stick around, I would leave. That's how I work. If you don't want me and I don't do the job, then tell me to go. But I've always felt that everywhere I've worked, I lived up to what I promised them to do and what I was hired to do. And that's how I put my head on the bed and the pillow at night and sleep knowing that I may have made mistakes and had bad judgment on leaving places, but I never regretted the decisions because I always felt that I wanted to go where I was wanted. And that's what I did my entire career. People forget that when you did the ESPN show, you finished at, what, 1 a.m. on early morning, Monday? Yep, and then I would jump in my car. At 6 o'clock in the morning and fill it up. Yeah, I would drive back all the way from Crazy. Bristol, Connecticut, with three cans of Jolt Cola in the car and go right back on the air. But the one thing about the Monday morning show, I may have been exhausted, but I always was well-prepared because I just had just spent <laughs> 14 <laughs> yeah. hours on the air doing sports, and I knew every score at every event that happened over the weekend, so I didn't have to do any show prep. I would literally pull into the parking lot at 5.30 and go right on the air with Angelo and Al on Monday mornings. That was a lot of fun, but it was, I don't know how I survived it. I don't know how I didn't get into an accident, drive off the I road on the, uh, on the New Jersey Turnpike, because that's a pretty boring drive at 3.30 in the morning when there's nobody on the road. It's a cold winter night, and you're pounding. I don't even know if they make Jolt Cola anymore, do they? I don't know. Uh, Tony, one thing about the Phillies, you, you know the San Francisco Giants organization pretty good. You think they'll make a big trade with the Phillies? I don't know if they'll make a trade. I know Madison Baumgartner is going to be gone. There's no doubt he's the, he's the carrot that's been dangled. And I know a couple of weeks ago he said he had a list of teams he didn't want to go to. And the amazing thing is they were all really good teams. But let's be honest. You think Madison Baumgartner is going to turn down an opportunity? Because the Giants are going to do what's best for them. They're going to try to get the best package they can for trading Madison Baumgartner. And so... Whoever has the best package. I don't think it's going to be a team that's a bad team that has the best package because why would he do that? He would just stay with the Giants, right? So if you're going to go somewhere else, you're not going to go just for the money. And plus, you're not really going to have the say. I, I think he's got a list of bad teams he doesn't want to go to, let's be honest. Because all good players, no matter how many World Series they've won, if they're going to be moved in a salary situation, they're going to be moved to a team that's got a chance to win and a team that needs another piece not a bad team that's going to take on another big contract. So I, I, I'm sure the Phillies are in the mix, but I don't know if he's a lock. You saw that. Uh, you saw what happened with Dallas Keuchel. The Braves picked him up, so he's going to be on the Braves. They're saying in about three weeks. So the two big plum free agent guys have both signed now days after they became available after June 1st without compensation. And so the Atlanta Braves, the ex-Astro starting pitcher, the left-hander Dallas Keuchel, has been picked up by the Atlanta Braves. He's going through a physical today. Then he's going to head down to Gwinnett, the minor leagues, and get himself back in game shape. And they're saying he'll probably be back on the major league roster with the Braves in three weeks. That's a big pickup for the Atlanta Braves. And then, of course, Craig Kimbrell, the closer, he signed with the Cubs the other day. So those two big names are off. But there's going to be a lot of stuff. I've been reading everywhere. It's going to be a buyer's market this time this year. Uh, with all these teams still in contention, still with a chance to make the postseason, who will be looking for talent to add. The Phillies have said, though, that they're not looking for another center fielder. They took Odubel Herrera's names and faces all, all around the ballpark. I'm sure you saw that story, right, Jim? Yes. They basically took down, they asked Major League Baseball to remove his name from the All-Star ballot because he was on the All-Star ballot as a Philly. So his name's been removed from the All-Star ballot. All the banners, four of them, outside of Citizens Bank Park, have been removed and replaced with another Philly and a gigantic sign on the main concourse at the ballpark has been covered over with a picture of Hector Neris, 
their current closer. So the Phillies are making a stand. They, if they get rid of him, people keep asking this, and I had this the same day that it was announced because of the charges he's facing. He's still on the list till June 17th on the inactive list, and the Phillies could get rid of him, but they still would owe him $21.2 million, and they can't escape that. If they want to cut him and release him, even if he's not guilty, they, they have the right to, to do what they want as long as they pay him because that's what they agreed to in this domestic violence policy agreed to by the Major League Baseball well, Players Union and by the teams and so this and by Major League Baseball. So they already know the ground rules. If they want well, to release this are, guy. Phillies against all that stuff. Phillies are a family organization, yep. and they won't stand for that. Even if they're going to lose $20 million, they'd rather do that. And exactly. Because manager – is behind that also. Yes, we he know Gabe Kapler. Stuff in the off season for that. I exactly. Think. No, it's it's. You know what? It, it would be taking a stand. Now again, I don't have anything personal against the Dubal Herrera. I don't make the rules, and he may be innocent. He may he may be cleared eventually in a court of law. But in this climate right now, and you have a player suspected of being involved in the domestic terrorist, uh, d- domestic violence issue, with your ex girlfriend or a woman in general, nobody's going to want to see your face when they walk into the building. No. And so they're doing the smart thing because every time somebody sees Odubel Herrera's picture in the ballpark, they think of one thing, unfortunately, and one thing alone, and that's the Paul hanging mm-hmm. over his career. You know, and he did it to himself, and now he faces the charges. He's innocent until proven guilty in a court of law, but baseball doesn't. Baseball is acting. Court right, of public it, opinion. No, in the court of this is the smart thing to do as an organization. Yeah, because... And so they haven't released him yet. And I don't know if they will, but they certainly don't want his name right now. It's the same thing that happened to Kobe Bryant. Remember when Kobe Bryant was accused of the rape charges in Denver, Colorado, right. with a woman mm-hmm. in a hotel? Yeah. Everybody that was... The Lakers, uh, uh, Sprite, he was the Sprite spokesman. Mm-hmm. They all temporarily yep. pulled his name from everything that he was associated with from an advertising perspective and from the Lakers. And so until everything was cleared, Kobe Bryant was persona non grata. He was incommunicado, as they say in John Wick. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> By the way, I have a Jolt Cola update. We have a Jolt Cola update. Yes, and we have another phone call coming through. Okay. Oh, you two guys are doing a great job. Keep it going. Thank you very much. I'll give you a call when it's some down, down the line. All right, thank you. Let's give him a roaring round of applause. The great Jim from Cheltenham. Our phone lines are working. We used to always have problems with our phones before, but now thanks to A.J. Lopez and his. Yes. A.J. Lopez box. signature box. Now, uh, we have another phone call coming through, but um, before I take that, yeah. I want to that we have the Jolt Cola update. Let's go to so our Jolt, Jolt Cola, Cola desk, originally produced by uh, the Jolt Company, later known as Wet Planet Beverages. Wet Planet Beverages. Yes, the slogan oh, was, all the sugar, twice the caffeine. Um, Tony knows it very, very well. It went bankrupt in 2009. But no! In, yeah, but in 2017, oh, no! Geek.com confirmed that Jolt Cola would be returning where it still is at the Dollar General store. Oh, beautiful. So that is where you can find Jolt Cola right now. Is so available. Dollar General only or just the dollar stores or Dollar General? Um, it says Dollar General. Because Dollar General means that they can charge more than a dollar. You know, that Dollar General right. is not the dollar. The dollar stores and the 99 cent stores can only charge you a dollar. Dollar General, a lot of people walk in there and thinking everything's a dollar and it's not. So are they selling it for a dollar, or are they selling it, it for more not than say. a dollar? It does not say what they're selling it for, but they do have them available, and they're, I'm sure that they're available in other places too, but they're still around. 
By the way, uh, they're giving away free Jolt Cola with complimentary Buffalo Bills Super Bowl champion shirts somewhere in the world right now. <laughs> yes, they are. Thank you, AJ. You're right about that, man. They're not doing that anymore, though. You know, they used to make the uniform. I know. They used to have to make and the, then they uh, would send them off the to world champion jerseys for, or T-shirts for both teams. No longer, which is an outrage. I know, because there's still people in in the Philippines and in, know, in, in have, Haiti or still wearing. They world have championship Series shirts that never existed. Super Bowl champion shirts all over the third world mm -hmm. from all those years of the Phillies. The, the Eagles didn't win. I mean, seriously, those would be collectors' items, wouldn't exactly. they? I would think so. No, you know what? Now that the Eagles won a Super Bowl, you're not going to wear a fake Super Bowl shirt. You don't do that. It's like the Red Sox after the Bill Buckner thing who just passed away recently. People didn't. But, but it's like when, it's when like they finally won a World Series, they got over the Bill Buckner thing. There's a lot of collectors' items out there though that are Bobo, not Bobo, but that were mistakes. So if you get a, I don't know, I, re I remember reading it somewhere of of like a, a baseball card. There's baseball cards out there that were mistakenly printed. Oh, yeah, and I have one of them. And those are worth more than the actual cards. Correct. The error cards, as we call them. Yes. So there's, I'm sure, the, the error shirts. <laughs> They're not error shirts. The error cards were meaning, like, for example, I have the... Yes. Not the Cal, Cal Ripken's brother. Billy Ripken mm -hmm. had a bat in his hand, and then on the nub of the bat, when he took the picture, he had the words, and I can say this because it's not over the air, right. fuck face was written on the knob of right. the bat. So there he is posing for his picture, and the knob of the bat had those two words mm -hmm. on it that you can clearly see in the baseball card. Well, they issued those, and they only issued a certain amount before somebody realized. Can you imagine somebody not realizing that that was on the card? Oh, I'm sure he, I'm sure he realized No, it. I told him about it, because yeah. when I got one, actually Keith Olbermann got it for me, yeah. and he gave it to me, because right. he had a couple of them. But you interviewed him, right? Yeah, then we had Billy Ripken on, and he said, yeah, I was doing it as a joke. And I didn't even realize that they were going to issue the cards. So they did another picture where they, they, they obviously right wiped it out. Popped it out somehow. But that's one of the classic mistake yes. cards, error cards, because that was something done intentionally. Yeah, just incredible. Says the best error of all. It time. really is. I got to find that card and post yeah, no, it. No, we up. have it. We, it's it's in your uh, where it's case. in stores, yeah. right? No, no, no. It's upstairs. is it upstairs? It's upstairs. Is it with my D Wayne stats? Tampa Bay Devil Rays <laughs> no. bobblehead. It, it, it's with your bobbleheads, but they're they're elsewhere. Um, let's move on. We have still tons of stuff to cover okay, today. Robin, we want to make sure we take care of the business. I know. This show just rolls. It's not. There's no. There's no. It's, it's not scripted, but we have. We have a rundown here, Robin, and we try to adhere to it. Every once in a while, we may go off the rails a little bit, off the heejee, off the charts, off the chains. <sighs> Would you like to go down to Florida really quick since you did to get a break, to get away? Yeah, I need to escape. Wouldn't you like to get I away? I need to escape, not the pina Where everybody knows your name. No, that's, that's Boston and Shears. They're flipping everybody the bird up there today. I'm not going to rip the Boston fans anymore, though. Not until they lose the Stanley Cup tomorrow in, 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 over the weekend to the Bruins. Then I'm going to be insufferable. Just for a couple days, though. you got to give me that, Robin. I will give you that. In the meantime, break me off a piece of the great state, the Sunshine State, even though it doesn't really have the most sunshine in America, as we well know, Robin. Well, know sometimes you have to have a little rain. They need it, a little rain right now. They, it balances you out. Now, I don't know. Oh, there it is. Got to get those. I can't get the slider to go up. Slider. Slider. Through the sunshine state. Oh, let's take two. Here we go. To Florida. We welcome you to the sunshine state. They're kicking back and soaking up the rays. 
Every day in Florida. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go to Cotati. Where? Um, all the entire state of Florida, actually. What's the name of this town again, Robin? Cotati. Do they I have don't know. There? Is it, was, I don't think that that's. I think that this is spelled? just where the. Uh, How's it spelled? C o t a t i. I think this is just where the journalist who wrote this lives, though. It's not actually. In the Cotati village, isn't that where you lived in the Philippines? You know, Makati. <laughs> but uh, we actually have. Ma- we're giving major props to Florida today. We are because Florida. What ha- happened? Yeah, I know. What went right? Florida <laughs> has joined the ranks of states who have now made it legal yes. for you to break a car window if you see a, a dog inside that is get, getting overheated. Because That's an absolutely great law. Yes. And I want to give them a roaring round of applause. That is brilliant. Because we just had another incident today in Missouri. And this one's unfortunately with a child. A child in a car. People leave their kids in the car, turn the engine off. Now, you're supposed to turn your engine off because of the potential of uh, carbon monoxide poisoning. Not You leave a car running. you cannot leave a living being, whether it's human, animal, or whatever, in a car. Even if it's only like 80 degrees outside, the the temperature inside the car when it's in the sun and no windows are, are, even with a window open and cracked, it'll still get so hot. So, um... If, if you see, and there are, unfortunately, there are still a couple states that do not have this law in effect. It is still illegal. Well, like how, you I mean, how get many in states trouble. have it? So uh, let me go through the different states. You said the there's still states. a couple. I don't know of any other state that does allow that. Is it here? Pennsylvania will allow it? There are 29 states that have some form of hot car law that prohibits leaving a companion animal unattended in a parked vehicle. Yeah, but that doesn't mean somebody could break a window to right. save the person. It means that so, that person will get a ticket correct. or a so citation. Only, correct. So only eight states have what they call the Good Samaritan Law that allows a person to break a car window to save a pet. That's California, Colorado, Indiana, Massachusetts, Wisconsin, Ohio, Tennessee, and now Florida. Yay, Florida. Um, Alabama and Arizona still have bills pending, and Arizona, for absolutely freaking sake, should have that. It's only like 10 months out of the year you can't actually sit in a car. Um, Now, in six of those states, so California, Florida, Massachusetts, Ohio, Tennessee, and Wisconsin, the Good Samaritans are supposed to contact law enforcement before breaking into the car. So all you have to do is call, let them know what you're doing, and then they say, okay, go ahead, break the car window, and you don't get in trouble. But um, in 19 states, only public, public officials, such as law enforcement and humane officers, can break legally into a car to rescue an animal. So, um, but but those other ones that I mentioned before, a good Samaritan, anybody can do it. Now, here are the ones in New Jersey mm-hmm. and West Virginia. Right. It is illegal, although it's illegal to confine an animal in a hot car, no one has the authority to break into wow. a vehicle to save the animal. What happens not if there's even, moonshine in the back, though? Not even law enforcement. Can you believe that? What happens if you're in West Virginia and somebody left some shine in the back seat of the car? It's unbelievable. So, that is ridiculous. But here's the problem, though. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give the other side of this. You know what this is going to lead to, unfortunately. What is that? People will be breaking windows. And then saying, well, be, there has to be evidence that there was no, an animal No, but somebody in the car. says, oh, I thought there was an animal, and I, I, but I saw a guy's golf club, so I broke the window anyway because the guy's <laughs> nine iron was sweating. No, I don't. I mean, like, you, there there obviously clearly has to be an animal. I present. mean, here we go. Lenape Larry, can we break a window if we see a 12-pack of beer sweating in the back seat? Nope. It has to be a living thing. Hello? 
How come there's no law that prohibits people to, to to live in a parked car? People can live in their cars, right? Yeah, but if you're if you're doing it to yourself, that's one thing. But if it's if it's somebody that has no control, like a child or an animal that cannot get themselves out of a situation, um, it's it is. People will abuse. Listen, I think it's a great idea, but people will abuse this and say, "Well, you know, I didn't know. I, I thought it was a kid in there." And because people will find any way to break into a car. Well, here's here's car break-ins right now are an epidemic in this country. So now, if you're telling people, "Oh, you can break a window and get away with it," there's going to be people who will abuse this. Unfortunately, I know, but you know what? I would rather save animals than what, no. Care let's about let's that. start about humans first. If you leave a human, if you leave a kid in the car, and by the way, one of our listeners just pointed out that now in a new car, Flyer Superfan says. My new car has an alert that beeps with a message to check your back seat before you get out of the car. Oh, wow. That's how brain dead people are. People are, yeah. You don't realize you have a, an animal or a child in the back seat. You now need a warning to tell you. How sad is that? Well, hey, because they're on sure their freaking phones. Exactly. But here, just to give you an idea, on a day when it's 70 degrees outside, 70's not that bad, right? Right. It's kind of nice. The temperature inside a car can hit 90 degrees in just 10 minutes. Wow. 90 in 10 minutes. And on a hot day, the temperature inside a closed car can shoot as high as 116 degrees in the same amount of time. No, it's, 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 it's an epidemic. It's very dangerous. And, and you see it every day. And you see children. I said this morning in Missouri, mm-hmm. I saw a story that a child was found dead, left in a car, in the backseat of a car, uh, this today, it's somewhere in Missouri. I didn't read the whole story. I saw the headline. It's just ridiculous. Don't you remember we saw a documentary a couple of years ago um, with a football player who volunteered to um, be in a hot... Let me see if I can find it. Somebody, people are pointing out though, though, that really nothing is illegal in a Walmart parking lot. So this was this was um, I remember seeing this, and it was impressive that he was actually um, this was um, uh, Arizona Cardinals Tyron Matthew. Tyron, that's the honey badger, right? Tyron, Tyron Matthew. Matthew. It's not Matthew. 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 Tyron Matthew, they Matthew call him. Matthew is, okay. Even though it's a, it pronounced French word is... A, I know, it's just, I'm saying it wrong. He's the honey badger. He's the honey badger, but he volunteered to be part of this project where he would go and um, allow himself to be locked in a car so that he could tell, and, they, and then he had all sorts of probes on him. Exactly. Um, to see how, what his body temperature came and up to. And then he realized he was in Arizona, he had to get the hell out of there and go somewhere else. But it's really kind of interesting, I'm going to show this to you right now, um, but it's, it really kind of puts things into perspective when you, when you watch this, and you're like, holy crap. Let me pull, turn up the volume. Outside today, I'm sure it's going to get a whole lot hotter inside of that car. Jesus Christ. Dude. Shit getting serious now. So now it's two minutes. The temperature's up to 97 degrees. A dog trapped inside of a car on a hot day. Is this a Phoenix? Yeah. In a grocery store. So the dog has to sit in the car and literally overheat. been in the car for four minutes. The temperature is now up to 105. <laughs> four minutes, Tony. What's the temperature? 105. Leaving my dog in the car like this. 
me, if you're gonna make a dog a part of your family, then make him a part of your family. Don't treat him like you wouldn't treat someone you cared about or someone you loved. Tell you one thing, I can't wait to get out of this car. Six minutes, it is now up to 113 degrees. Was he naked and afraid at least? Oh, you should see his face. Are you showing this video? Yes, I am. Eight minutes, 120 degrees. Oh, he couldn't, he couldn't take it anymore. Window was partially rolled down. Dogs do not sweat, so when stuck inside a car, temperature above 90 degrees, they have no way of cooling themselves down. The dog's internal organs begin to fail at 105 degrees. And after only eight minutes in the car, Tyron was able to open the car door. Obviously, dogs cannot do that. So do not leave your car, or your dog in the car, please. There you have it, folks. That's your PSA. It was so bad, half the team quit and left. Carson Palmer threw an interception when he saw that video. And then Tyrone Mateo, M- Matthew. Matthew. Called. He left Arizona after that. Because it's not the heat. And it's not the stupidity. Well, it's not the humidity, because they don't have humidity. They just have stupidity. And anybody who does this, the fact, the fact that people need to be reminded of this is even shows you just how how callous and stupid and and absent-minded people are. It's ridiculous. <sighs> Somebody said the phone is ringing. Is the phone ringing, Robin? Uh, oh, yes, it is. Well, you're supposed. I can't see it, so you know, I can't answer. If I'm doing other stuff, it's hard. It's a little tiny, tiny, tiny light. And we need to have a ringy dingy dingy. I know we need to have a ringy dingy. Let's go to the phones. Hello. Hello? This is, this is Willie from King of Prussia. No, it's this. not. How's doing, Tony? Is this Dean? Are you flipping the bird right now <laughs> like your friends? Are you throwing down? Is your, by the way, is your cousin the guy who was giving me crap the other night when the Blues were laying the beat down, when the Bruins were laying the 7-2 beat down that they had no shot and they're not even close and shouldn't be in the same building with the St. Louis Blues? Hey, Robin, how you doing? <laughs> 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 that was that was hey, smooth. Robin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, that golf bag. Yeah, that's you pretty have sweet, right? No use for it. Yes, you have no. No use for it. Dean actually Tony absolutely doesn't use for it because he sucks at golf. And I got I, a beautiful big like bag. To, I got a beautiful big you, bag. I got great clubs. I'm gonna go over to Goodwill and get Robin a nice, really clean uh, set of clubs so we can go out and play together. Yeah, sure you are. Robin, would you like to sell that to me? I don't know. I don't, I was pretty excited because it was really funny. It you was. Know, it's ironic. not a real, real big like pro no, tour bag. It's a smaller, it's a smaller bag. bag, but it's got uh, Patron on it. It's a beautiful right. Patron bag. So and not, when not, when on our way back, fr- Dean, on our way back from Florida, we were on the flight back. Ironically, I turned to Tony. I said, "You know what? I really miss." Um, starting to play golf, I was taking lessons. I really want to. I would like to get back to it, and and I would like to learn how to play. And wouldn't it be fun for you and I to go out together? And then, lo and behold, 
I mean, it must be kismet. They, the, the universe must have been no, agreeing with me. No, it's Kismet had nothing to do with it. <laughs> so, yeah, now I need, to, uh, I, I need to get back to playing golf. I'm kind of excited. Is it a regulation bag, or is it just like a little two-foot fake bag? No, no, no. It's the same. It's a, it's a, a regular. It's, it's, it's a promo bag. It, it'll fit a set, but it's not going to have – it's not like a big regulation PGA Tour bag like I have. Oh, okay. Where is the bag, Robin? Bring it's it down. Anyway, Robin's going to bring it down and display it now. For everyone to see in its beauty and greatness. No, the the actual circumference where you put, you know, the, the opening where you put the clubs in, is not nearly as big as a regular regulation PGA Tour bag that I travel with because I am, you know, I am on the tour many times. You well, know yeah, what I'm saying? Well, I've seen a post that picture. I said it looks like it could only hold six real golf clubs. I don't know. We're gonna bring it down and then we'll do a measurement. But it's a nice item. I mean, and it's made by Callaway, so it's not like some Bobo golf bag. It's a Callaway right. bag. You know what I'm saying? No, that'll hold. That'll hold a set of clubs. She got it in plastic. Let's unwrap that rascal right now. And no, that'll hold. No, it. keep that rascal wrapped. No, we got it wrapped right now. But here it is. I'm <laughs> going to show it. It's a hyper light zero. It's called lightweight nylon with 25 increase, 25 percent increase in durability. It's improved extra durable zipper. So it's got the side where you can put your shoes in. You know, it's got the pocket for the balls and the tees. Uh, and this will hold. And here's the best part, for Robin especially, individual cell phone sleeve so that when you're out on the golf course, <laughs> you're going to stop at every stinking tee box and make sure you check your text messages. And it's got carbon Tony, fiber. Who, who are you, wait, time out, time out. Tony, who were you to rip anybody about taking phone calls on a golf course? When we used to play in that uh, golf tournament in, in Tampa, you were taking breaks to go be on the Gary Radnitz show. And that was my job. Don't rip anybody. You were you were you were not working at the time. You should have been. Yes, I was. I was doing a regular day, everyday segment. I did an everyday segment with Gary Radnich for 17 years. I would do it from Disney World, wherever I was. I would always do that segment because I was contractually obligated to do it. That was a job. I wasn't texting some bimbo. I would do that after we were done golf, because the bimbo would be <laughs> so waiting Robin, for me. So Robin, is it, so like? Can I see the? Can I? Can you put the bag up so I can see it? And it's got the legs that, you know, they got the legs that stick out so you can stand it up. See, look, it's a tequila patron. Tony, you're, it's, it's actually not being seen right now. It's not quite it? in the... I don't see it now. Here, why don't I, why don't you give it back to me? There uh, it is right there. You see it? It's got nah, the shoulder strap no. padded. You have to lift it up. Cover your face with it. There you go. There it is. I feel like, uh, what's the chick on, uh, on, the, on The Price is Right? You know, the models that would come out... Oh, Barker's Beauties. Remember they would come yes. out and pose? But it's uh, nice. Right. So it's Robin, nice. Robin, if you, if you would like, because I know you uh, on your wish list you've been crying for a, a new set of headphones, you send me that bag and I'll send you some headphones. Oh. What kind of headphones? Whatever ones I send it. What do you want? It's well, got to be good shit. This is this yeah, bag. No, I, have, I have the headphones on there. What I do you need... think this bag's worth? This bag's got to be worth uh, over $100. No sure. way. Yes, it is. You're full of crap. This is a Hyper Light Zero Callaway bag. It's 25% more durable. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's a retail price Wait a minute, Mr. Postman. I'm going to bring this way up to the camera. Tell me when it's there. You can see the actual retail price. Can you see it on camera? Look at the camera. Oh, baby, that's good. Oh, there we go. What's the actual? 25% What's the actual retail price, Robin? One nineteen, two hundred, 
USD. This is in the United States. $249.99. In Canada, it is $269.99, sucker. We're talking 250 right there. Yeah. Is that, is that suggested retail price or actual? That's, That's actual. actual. There's no suggested retail when you go into a Callaway golf You know you go into golf stores. You buy those Pro V1 X outs. You know you go in there and buy the orange and, and lime green balls and the range balls for you to go out because you lose them all the time because you can't hit the ball straight down the fairway. Okay, Opie. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, and I, I mean, I with with a Patron on it, that's unusual. So that probably adds some oh, value. Oh yeah, but, then you got to add the logo but on there. To be fair, the hype, the Callaway Hyperlight Zero Golf Bag on the exact same bag on Amazon is two oh one oh nine. Boom. Directly from. Uh, but it, it doesn't have the. The list it, price says two seventy five, and then. But it okay, doesn't so have. I'll a, buy yeah. you a ninety. I'll buy you a ninety nine dollar pair of headsets. Wait a minute. It says it's 200 Then it has a tequila Patron engraved. This isn't a stick-on. This baby was... This is this is iron, not ironed-on. This no, is this is engraved. embroidered. This is when they use a, a, a machine, right? It's called embroidered. Embroidery, not hand embroidery. And it's even got the Patron bug on there. The, the bee? Is it a bee it's, or a moth? It's a, a bee, I think. Okay, so, you, so you're telling me something that you have absolutely no use for. What are you talking about? We're going to go out and play. You, you, you're, you're turning down $99. Yeah, because Robin won one of the golf bag and Look she at, won David it. David Conrad says, I'll give you 400 oh. There you go. There you go. Look at that. <laughs> Barnum said it best. There's a sucker born every day. And I'll even include a complimentary carry-on cocktail kit for your margaritas. So the next time you're flying, it's a beautiful little gray pad. Be careful, Look Jonathan. in the box. I'm going to open the box. In the box, there's a bag. In the bag. Oh, what's in the box? I told you, Doesn't inside the a, box is a bag. It has a, a list of things that you have. And can... what's inside this little cocktail kit that you can carry on any aircraft? A one mini bottle of tequila. Look so at this clown, Larry. Look at this clown, Larry, <coughs> in the chat. Can this call get to the <coughs> Hey, Larry, do you know I just spent $475 buying Bruno dinner the other night, you clown? That was $275. <laughs> How is it $475? Okay, what about the 